I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. <laughs> I need something to spit in. Micah's mouth. <laughs> Just to your left. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm Baby Bird. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Drinking Out of Cups podcast. <laughs> I'm here. I'm your host, Raven. Uh, to the right of me, I've got our co-host, Micah. In LA, we got Ryan, and, or up? sorry, Hakeem, goddammit. And wait, is we, Hakeem wait, in LA or what? Wait, What's what, going yeah. on here? Hakeem <laughs> Worldwide, dude. He's Mr. And we have five. Our <laughs> special guest for this episode, we got Soul Disciple. Uh, you could call me Travis. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, that's. I'm a, yeah. Just let him shout out his stuff at the end. Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> Wanting people to listen to your music. I mean, yeah, okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I make music and stuff. And that's my musical uh, handle, but my name is Travis. Hi, nice to meet everybody. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of <laughs> Drinking Out of Cups. I actually came up with that name, so you're welcome. <laughs> yep. Wow, sure just did. allegations oh, right off the gate. <laughs> Shout out Travis, dude. You're welcome. Yeah, dude. I, was actually th- I was actually there at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, he actually was. True. He was, you guys didn't he was actually here before Ryan. Yeah. Well, if you guys yeah. didn't know, Travis and Raven go way back. Best pals. <clears throat> Since like... So do we, Micah. We go midway back. <laughs> midway back. <laughs> midway. I think I met you when I was like 13, 14. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. I knew of you before anyone knew of you. Why? You were on the Truck Stop website. Yeah, he thought oh. it was super cool. I thought he was super cool. I was kind of <laughs> jealous. I was like, I hope I can meet this guy one day. Damn, Micah, how so does it dope. feel to be wrong? <laughs> wow. Micah, oh, God. Micah, how Just does kidding, it feel dude. to be sitting in the same presence as <laughs> right now doing uh, a podcast together? You know. Your idol. It's exciting. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's a whole new world. It's yep. a whole new world. So the reason that we have Travis on this episode is because he is a avid nicotine addict. <laughs> and that is what we're talking about today. We're talking about nicotine. Yeah, I'm not a nicotine addict. So you're not you're not a nicotine addict, but you are chewing nicotine right now. Yeah, I mean like, you oh, know, I I'll I'll like I'll like run through like a can of these things and then I just won't buy one for a while. So respect. I do not consider myself an addict. Respect. I yeah, actually, I actually, I, I actually can't use tobacco regularly, like at all, which is very strange. Because like I enjoy it and I enjoy the feeling of nicotine, but like I just after after like putting one of these pouches in my mouth, like I'm like I can do like. Well, today I had three, but that's just because we're doing the podcast. I really wanted to get into the spirit of tobacco. Oh but, yeah, Bl- you know, blame the fucking podcast, dude. Jesus. No, no, I mean like I'm, you know, I'm doing research over here. So. Yeah, yeah, Oral yeah, research. yeah. Oral research. <laughs> Mom says. So today, <laughs> that was actually a good one. I actually like that one. Yeah, nice. Boom, got him, Rosie. <laughs> God damn it. All right, let's bring this back in. I so, need something to spit in though, because I'm not. Thing, I told you, Mike is right next to you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there's this, yeah. there's a there's I'll just a metal put my sink. head to the to the left so you can spit it down in that ear hole. No, spit, <laughs> spit in your butt. Yeah, All right. So Damn. in today's episode, we are going to be. <laughs> 
diving deep into the world of nicotine. And to start off, I'm actually going to shatter everybody's worldview by telling you that tobacco is not the only plant in the world that contains nicotine. What? Damn, bro. Yeah, it's wild. Fuck yeah. I will uh, talk a little bit more about that later, but for now, we should just talk about the nicotine, what it is. Nicotine is a naturally occurring alkaloid that has been used for thousands of years all over the world. It has been used as a medicine, been used in rituals, but mostly it is used as a rec- it is used recreationally by smoking or chewing dried tobacco leaves as a stimulant and to re- reduce anxiety, which is really funny because to a lot of people it causes anxiety. So, yeah, true. I know me personally if I take like a fatty like horseshoe dip of some cope wintergreen or something <laughs> copenhagen for all of you people that are not familiar with cope <laughs> yeah. i'll get some, a, I'll get some pretty uh gnarly anxiety if i do something like that it's a pretty good coping mechanism honestly cope is a good coping nice mechanism. damn that was a clever pun shout out mike shout out hakeem <laughs> that's okay hakeem okay who's, who's hakeem <laughs> hakeem the science guy hakeem the science, science guy. guy oh ha, hakeem ha, ha. okay because it well because it's micah backwards Oh, yeah. okay. All right. It's his new persona. I like it. Well, it's, it's a once in a time, you know, I get to decide when you guys need to, oh. tell, you know. Yeah, you've it. made that very apparent. <laughs> 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 so, as I was saying, most people smoke or chew, chew dried tobacco leaves, but some have even taken to snorting fine powders of tobacco called snuff. And <laughs> which is, I really want to try that. But in, yeah. mo- in modern times, though, if you want to go straight for the nick without any plant matter, they have things like e-cigarettes or vape or even nicotine pouches or gum or even stick-on patches to administer your nicotine for the real fiends. For the real fiends? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, man. There's a, uh, there's a lot of different ways to uh, take your nicotine in. Uh, yeah. I was, was going to... I was, what? What? Uh, I was gonna what? drop this. I was gonna drop this later, but I, this is a good time to drop this now. Uh, the indigenous people of North America would sometimes use it as an enema. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's wait, so yeah, like, that's like that's how they would like you know take their tobacco or whatever you know like uh, they would they would put tobacco in their bum in an enema right oh up their butt. Wow. That's, so, that's oh, yes, cool. you can boop it. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question right off the bat, you can boop it. Yeah, uh, humans yeah. Uh, seem to love this stuff. However, nicotine has not only been used for human consumption, it has also been used as an insecticide and yeah. an anti-herbivore chemical, as animals and bugs don't seem to enjoy the nicotine rush the way humans do. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Michael, all sciencey and just fucking all like mythical in the background. Just I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean it's just crazy because like a lot of the times you think of these types of compounds and plants, like they're typically to get rid of or you know to like ward off pests. Yeah, even like so, uh, cannabis. Yeah, yeah, right. The THC so, crystals, fucking. Fuck those bugs up. Yeah, yeah man. I don't. Hell I feel. Yeah. I honestly feel bad for every single bug out there that's gotten a nicotine rush. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, <laughs> they only have like a tiny little nervous system. Their whole body's just like. <laughs> yeah, and so speaking of the nicotine rush, I did actually recently meet someone that was unaware that nicotine primarily comes from to- tobacco. Actually, 
exclusively comes from tobacco if you are ingesting it from like in, in any method. But doesn't don't like uh like other nightshade uh plants uh have nicotine? I don't know if that's the right yeah. Terminology. So I'll, get, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. This must be why I love eggplants. <laughs> You're addicted so, to looking at plants. <laughs> I'll just throw this out there really quickly before I talk more about nightshades. But eggplants actually contain the most nicotine out of any fruit or veggie. But they only contain about 100 nanograms or 0.1 micrograms. Very nicotine small. Per, well, that's per like weight. So it's, I don't know. Whatever Hell that yeah. means. It's probably not a lot at all. It's a very, very small amount. But there's actually really interesting research... Um, that I will talk about here in a second. But for the meantime. So if you're one of those people that were unaware that uh, nicotine comes from tobacco, some of the things that you may have ingested in your life that you were unaware were nicotine containing are things like stogies. That's like uh, cigars. Dip, as we said earlier. That's like, you know, just chewing tobacco you get from a store. Also known as... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, go for it. Also known as chaw. Chaw. <laughs> also known as spit. Yeah. Uh, jewels, hookah, uh, snuff, snus, nicorette, and uh, a bunch of other non-smokable types of tobacco. But Travis, you seem to know a lot about snus. Snooze. Yeah, yeah. So uh, snooze. Snooze. That's the, that's the tobacco form that I use primarily. I don't smoke cigarettes. I'll puff on a cigar. Very, very little likelihood of me hitting a vape pen, but it does happen sometimes. Um, but Swedish Double. Swedish snus is something I'm very enthusiastic about because people don't seem to know about it too much um, over here in the West. And uh, there's actually only one one brand um, that you can like just buy at a gas station. It's called General General Snus. You can see it. They they essentially like they're very they're very moist so they keep them in like little refrigerators <laughs> yeah Damn, and i, Ryan, I read- you just had to laugh at that voice, didn't you? <laughs> well one thing that's interesting True. about the the moisture content i've read some people saying that moisture content can uh contribute to uh the percentage of nicotine per weight for tobacco and uh, in my research i found that that is incredibly untrue and that just different brands contain different nicotine levels just to- yeah but yeah, oh. um, I got I got I got put onto this shit through a different podcast, um, and the True Smokers podcast. No, 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 no. Are you coming onto our podcast to shout out another podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. Cut that. Out, cut that out. Damn. Savage, Is it a podcast dude. specifically about different types of chewing tobacco? Definitely. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That'd no, no, dope, no. Dude. I have a new podcast idea. No, oh, it's yeah. a, it's cut it's okay. Question. If you don't want me to sh- shout out the podcast, it's a it's no. A it's po- I'm fucking with you. It's it's uh the Aubrey Marcus podcast. It's like it's very centered around health, wellness, spirituality, that sort of thing, and oh, uh, yeah. and yeah. So I learned I learned about this through um Aubrey Aubrey Marcus. Shout out. Uh, his out. podcast. It's actually really good. Positive um, shout out. True. <laughs> it's it's a uh, as far as I know, it is like the healthiest way of um, using tobacco because of how it's processed. Because it's processed so differently than like any other chews or dips. See, most most of the most of the chews or dips in the West in America are like uh, what is called heat pasteurized. Uh, Swedish snus is steam pasteurized, so it's very very different different 
a lot of the carcinogens that come from tobacco come from the fact that you're burning the shit. Um, and then also um, how it's stored after you burn it, it's very susceptible to mold. So they've they've done some research as far as like linking uh, a lot of the, the oral cancers people get from chewing tobacco to the actual molds that is fa- that can be found in the chewing tobacco itself. Whoa. So Swedish snus, the way that it's pasteurized, steam pasteurized, uh, it's not, it, it doesn't have that same, and the, and the way it's also like, you know, like they're in refrigerators all the time, you know, that's like very, very, uh, uh, they seem to be very careful. Swedish Match, which is like the overarching company that is responsible for all Swedish snus, as far as I know, at least the authentic shit. Um, yeah, it seems they have this, they have this standard called a Gothiatech standard, and they essentially test it for heavy metals. They test it for molds. They test all the batches of snus so that it's the, you know, the the most harm reductive form of tobacco. And and people don't really fucking smoke cigarettes in Sweden. Like they just really, yeah. I actually Whoa. had this homie, um, homie Jonas. Uh, I used to work with him on a hemp farm, and uh, he was from Sweden. He was he was uh, working in the states, and. Uh, I pull one of these out. And he's like, oh, dude, you snooze. I mean, my Swedish accent's terrible. <laughs> but, 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 uh, on, dude. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he had, he had this stuff called, uh, 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 Gult. I don't, I do not know how to pronounce it. Goldberg's Rappe. But that no. shit is, that is the dankest stuff ever. And that's like, you know, I, I would definitely have more of that if I didn't have to import it from Sweden. Dang. Well, that's super weird hearing about a tobacco company that actually cares about people's health. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's dude. That's very it, rare. It's, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like a part of their marketing, to yeah. be honest. I mean, like... It's good. It, I mean, I, I, the, the, the shit that I've read about it, the studies that I've read about it, it seems like it's, you know, there's, there's not, you know, in, in America, because of, you know, how tobacco has been, they, they have to put the warnings on the snus like this can cause mouth cancer but there's actually very there's little to no evidence that this particular form of chewing tobacco causes mouth cancer that's really interesting and those uh those labels are quite scary in the u.s but even more so like in the countries overseas have you seen the cigarette packs and the dip packs there no where they'll have pictures of people with their mouth like completely eaten away from cancer and stuff yeah, that would, definitely, that would definitely make me less interested. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. But no, that's really cool. Um, you would think that the steam pasteurization would make it almost old more, I guess. From no, well, it's just like they, they, keep the, they keep the humidity really contained. I mean, okay. like in my, you know, like I used to grow weed and shit, and that was like the main, the main issue. Um, you know, like if you, if, you, if you had the humidity contained, you're not going to you know, you're not going to have to worry about mold. And plus, like, the steam pasteurization. So that, like, kills off a lot of shit, you know, a lot of those different fungal um, microorganisms and stuff. Do you know about how much, uh, how many milligrams of nicotine are per pouch? Oh, man, I want to say, I want to say eight. Really? It's strong. That's pretty high. Yeah, it's strong. Um, That's for sure. And just to keep it simple when talking about nicotine dosages, on average, cigarettes contain around 10 to 12 milligrams of nicotine. But due to that ingestion method, you're probably only inhaling about 2 milligrams of nicotine while smoking a cigarette, even though they contain around 10 to 12 milligrams. But other companies that have like pouches and things like Zen, 
uh, their little nicotine pouches with no plant matter, they contain anywhere from three to six milligrams of nicotine. So eight's pretty high for an oral pouch. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, because the thing is, though, that's like something to think about different about this is that that's eight milligrams sustained yep. over a period of time. It takes a while for it to get into the blood, reach peak plasma, and then like, Especially with that one being plants, too. I'm sure it's less, like... It's getting into your bloodstream slower than Zin, which probably adds, like, fucked up shit to get into your mouth. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Zin is essentially just nicotine nicotine salts. I saw on their website earlier today that it's, like, they have additives. Well, they have to technically have an additive, right? Because nicotine is typically, like, a... It's a free base. So it's, like, you've got to add... That's what the whole nicotine salt is, even, technically, is, like, you add acids to it to make it to where... And I'm pretty sure that's what... Any kind of like sublingual or like, you know, putting something in your mouth, um, snooze, right? Uh, has either other plants added to it that are acidic enough to make it to where it does get into the bloodstream easier. Um, or yeah, I, was reading, out. I was reading a lot about pH and how that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this actually has uh, pH adjusters in it. I'm looking yep. at the thing right now. Sodium carbonate. And magnesium carbonate, uh, natural and artificial flavors, artificial sweetener, which is asulfame K, which I'm not too stoked about. Uh, that's that's just that's just that's just like this this particular uh, flavor. Um, I've had different snus that does not have any of that. But yeah, water, tobacco, table salt, uh, humic. Humictant? Anybody know what that is? Not off the top of my head. Yeah, it's probably some sort of preserver. But uh, yeah, I mean, one thing to also think about is like when you pop a Zin, like you're just getting nicotine isolated. Like tobacco itself has so many other alkaloids, you know, within it that you're also getting into your bloodstream, which affects the overall effect of it. You know, like um, if 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 you if you put one of these pouches in your mouth and you experience uh, the feeling, and then you a zen in you know it's gonna be it's gonna be different like yeah, i've definitely so noticed a uh, perceptive so difference humectant is a chemical that they add to things to keep them moist nice <laughs> yeah so Dumb. kind of like a preservative keep it moist nice in a way preserving the moisture yeah and before we move on there are there's mostly just one myth that i want to dispel um about nicotine and tobacco and that is that cigarettes are not cool. They are cool. <laughs> dude, they're cool as fuck, you, dude. You're going to use I, that dude. again? Come on. Yeah, that was, that was a recycled comedian. <laughs> From when? The meth. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. but yeah, but that one was clearly a joke. I'm not joking about this. No, actually, dude. you're right. No, cigarettes are really fucking cool. Dude, yeah. yeah. It's funny because, like, like they last make people Halloween. Look cool. They make no, you look really Like, cool. last Halloween, I over, we were at a party and I overheard Raven talking to somebody. He was like, Yeah, I'm just going to start smoking cigarettes, dude. It's cool as fuck. He like, says yeah, that all the nope. time. It's so funny. I say it all the time, <laughs> which is really funny because I have never tried a cigarette in my life. Are you serious? You've I've never, never smoked a cigarette? I've never tried one. Yeah, close to Keep it up. It up, baby. <laughs> they smell, they smell so, so gross. Yeah, they're not like, great. I, I'll smoke one and you'll legitimately be like, man, I wish I could smoke cigarettes. Yeah, because they look cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, maybe maybe that's the myth then. They're not cool, but they do, in fact, look cool. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I like this. Well, I think one of the myths is kind of like a half myth in a sense, more or less, just that there's some evidence. Well, okay, so yeah. People think that nicotine is a carcinogen. That is a myth. 
nicotine itself is not a carcinogen. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Damn. Yeah, I'll talk more about that in the science part. But that yeah. is interesting. I have one more right? myth to ask. Tons of people think that it's carcinogenic, and it's not. Yeah, I personally did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why, I mean, whenever I've always tried to have the argument with people why vapes could potentially be better than smoking tobacco, like combusting it, is not just in the sense of the like carbon monoxide from combustion, but legitimately, nicotine itself is not that bad for you. Yeah, probably the worst thing in those things are the flavors, right? That's the stuff that causes yeah. pop. And, and the juice, and the stuff. vegetable glycerin that it's yeah, in. The, I heard it's also the uh, uh, the vitamin E or whatever. Uh, well, that's not in vapes anymore. That got uh, into like really, really shitty vapes that gotcha. none of us probably have ever even seen or tried. Because uh, if you ingested, if you vape vitamin E oil, I mean, it's... It's incredibly toxic. It's yeah, like, I was going to say, that's why, like, so many people were going to the hospital and dying for, like, well, not so many people, but, like... Right, but before some. that, even, there was that argument. You would always have people say, they're like, smoking a vape pen is not any more better for you than smoking cigarettes. That just I would, seems false. It seems... So, I was always like, come on, people, are you yeah. serious? I heard but then they'd a, I, be like, it's still nicotine. And then they would try to use the argument, well, it's so much more nicotine. So it, <laughs> it must be worse for you. Because yeah, I heard more. a uh, I heard a dude say earlier. I was listening to some dude talk about it. And he was like, and he was, it was like some like doctor guy. He was like, and honestly, I think it's worse to vape than it is to actually smoke cigarettes. And Hell I was yeah. like, dude, this guy is fucking wild. <laughs> a true <dude."> American, <laughs> you mean? He was no, he was, he wasn't American. It was some I don't know where he was from, but he wasn't American. That's for sure. No, but he's a true American because uh, you don't know if he they, was a citizen or not. That's a well, good point. True. No. The tobacco plant originated in America, so no matter what, he's a true American. Yo, shout out America, dude. <laughs> so let me let me go through the history. Oh wait, hold on. I, oh, I was gonna say tobacco. one more myth earlier. Hold on, I'm cutting oh, you off. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I haven't solved this myth. This is a question for the for the group. <laughs> uh, what's up with menthol, dude? Can you get a space? <laughs> Fuck, I forgot to look that up. I know, uh, I just thought of that, dude. <laughs> I, I'm pretty, I'm sure, pretty that's sure it's a myth. Let's let's take a pause real quick and we're gonna look this up. So yeah, I didn't find like the exact uh answer I was looking for, but I found something that was actually a, a good enough answer for me to like not to stop researching. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it was basically Quick Facts. Uh, <laughs> quick facts. No, this guy was basically saying that. If you're a regular smoker of any cigarette, let alone if it's menthol or any cigarette, you're probably not going to, like, be able to, you know, pass the physical standards to go to space in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's a good point. All no, right. but the so. whole myth was, does menthol stay in your lungs? Um, and it, it, I read it, a the, bunch the, of things that said it was a myth. But the myth, The myth originally was, if you ever have smoked menthol, it will stay in your lungs for life, and if you go into space, it'll crystallize, which sounds like complete bullshit. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, a... Yeah, I don't feel like I also read impossible. that was a myth as well. Like, okay. a bunch of people were saying it was a myth. Cool. Well, the thing is, too, I mean, it's not even just like that, because you still get menthol in your system when you take a bath with menthol in it, or when you rub oh, yeah, a, like uh, a, when you rub a yeah. lotion that has menthol on it. True. Like, everyone has got menthol. And menthol is also just, like, in a lot of... Th- I mean, it's just... It's natural. Like so it's, like... Gum, right? Could be, sure. Yeah, some. I don't know. That'd be gross, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's definitely common. You can find menthol in a lot of different natural things. Yeah. yeah. So. That's a good point, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, so anyway, continue. That Now I'll go back to... Back in the time machine. Woo! Did you forget just in. the time machine <laughs> what? sound? Yeah, I it's forgot. Been... <laughs> 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 Dude, 
before those times. Yo, Travis is an alien, dude. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> so, I'll start by saying that nicotine, uh, just reiterating that nicotine is a naturally occurring alkaloid that is found in the nightshade plant family, but not limited to the nightshade plant family, but mostly. Dope. The nightshade plant family also contains things like bell peppers, uh, as Travis said, eggplants before, and potatoes, and sweet peppers, and a bunch of different things. Yo, is that why I'm addicted to bell peppers? Yeah, probably. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, a study came out that the University of Washington did that showed that if you eat uh, more plants from the nightshade plant family, that you are at lower risk for Parkinson's disease. And they feel like the the reason for that is because of its nicotine content. Wow. Yeah, that's dope as fuck, dude. Yeah, and they they said they cannot confirm that it is because of the nicotine, but it has a strong correlation. I eat bell peppers almost every day. That's scary. How do you feel about that, Micah? I don't know. I don't know how I feel, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're you done. That's the, the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah it's kind of scary. <laughs> okay. Dope. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely heard heard rumors about, you know, like uh, smokers or nicotine users being uh, less susceptible for Parkinson's. So that. But I didn't never heard of the fact that like eating those nightshade plants would have that much of a effect. Right. The yeah, only thing I can think of is that it like does actually increase cognition. So they were saying that they can't completely rule it out because it could be something else that every single one of these plants share being in the same plant family. But it just seems really likely that it is the nicotine within the plants. Hmm. Hmm. Well, weirdly enough, I mean, I remember in the nootropic community or nootropic, whatever you want to call them, um, there's a lot of people that would say nicotine is essentially a nootropic, a nootropic meaning a plant or, uh, you know, a a compound or a family of drugs or whatever um, that doesn't really have any side effects, um, but is good for increasing cognition and memory, you know, improving memory and and whatnot. Um, And some people would say nicotine is, is there. Technically, because essentially it's like I've said, it's not that bad. I'll talk more about that, but yeah, um, you know, it does, it increases, yeah, attention and all that. So, yeah, hell yeah, dude. And it is thought that people started using nicotine in the form of tobacco as far back as 12,000 years ago. So, Yo. a little while ago. And this is actually <laughs> a recent discovery. They found like tobacco seeds near a near a grave site or something. But before it was thought to only be like 6,000 years ago, I want to say. So they, uh, they found out that it was quite a lot further than that. The plant's origins come from Central America, where the native people were believed to have begun using it as early as 1 BC. The tobacco has a very... Do you think that was... Uh, do you think Christ picked up smoking? In 1 BC, right before he died. <laughs> I think, you think I, that's what killed Christ? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, probably. Is BC, isn't BC before he was born? Yeah. Uh, so. Fuck, that's a good point. I thought, I was, yeah, that's a good point. I always, then, I always forget that. I, I, would, I always think before Christ is before Christ died. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Before Travis. we cared about him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. what BC is, before we cared. <laughs> True. Uh, uh, all right. I guess well, my myth is uh, flawed. 
Thanks for thanks for busting my myth, dude. Wait, so does yeah. that mean that like like You're the welcome. Catholic and the Christianity thing is just like technically right because we all go by BC? So well, like, no, uh, a lot of a lot of people do. Just uh, means that the church BC. has a lot of money. No, a lot of people go by BCE now, uh, which is before Common Era, yeah, and then, uh, uh, after Common Era, which is what I'll, which is what I use. Because I thought it was like his middle name or something, like before, well, or like some other name like is before Christ, Jesus before Christ, <laughs> <laughs> just Moses just yelling through a field, just Jesus before Christ, you get over here, <laughs> yo, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> So tobacco has a very similar <laughs> tale to the other plants that we've covered on this podcast as it is it was found pretty immediately by the people around where it was growing and pretty immediately was used as a medicine and for rituals and for just recreational purposes. Tobacco is a very popular plant in the Americas and spread pretty quickly up into North America. But it wasn't until good old Christopher Columbus came sailing over in 1492 that it would be very fir- for the very first time observed by a European. So I, I did not know that it was strictly just the Americas up until then. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's crazy how <laughs> the fact that Chris, Chris, Christopher Columbus is responsible for, you know, the death of... Thousands of people. Uh, well, not of, directly, but I mean, uh, kind of. Well, you know, you know it was t- definitely you know, direct. Tomato, tomato, dude. <laughs> so you he know? saw people using cane pipes to inhale the smoke from the dried leaves. My question with that is like, how are they harnessing fire that easily to where they could just be smoking up pipes? This is 1492, Raven. Yeah, they had lanterns and shit. That's like they had like oil lanterns and stuff. <laughs> In the Americas? Yeah. Oh no! What? Are, you talking about, are you talking about native peoples? You yeah, like yeah. They I didn't mean, have fucking lanterns and shit. Yeah, but like, they okay, check it out. Fireworks. Check it out. They dude, definitely, they're not cavemen. I'm dude. not a history major, so. Well, I mean, they definitely weren't cavemen. You, at that you, point. you make a fire. I was actually like uh, reading what's it called? Uh, y'all know Carlos Castaneda? South okay. no. Anyways, there's this book. Highly recommend. I'm sure, many of the listeners know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's called uh, the the uh, oh, fucking. A. Don Juan, uh, I I don't know Don Julio. God damn it! I know all about Don Julio. <laughs> we can TTS this. Essentially, thing. essentially, uh, Carlos Castaneda uh, allegedly studied with this uh, Mexican uh, Indian shaman, he who whom he called Don Juan, and uh, there was this little like part where uh, he was like teaching him how to smoke these. Uh, uh, smoke this like mushroom mixture. It's very strange. I've never heard of it anywhere else. But they would he would grab uh, the uh, like the coal, the burning ember, and then yeah. put it into the pipe. It's like oh, it's like okay. that easy. You oh, know? that's dope. Okay, that's a good that's point. probably a way that they did it. You know, because yeah. they didn't have yeah. li- lighters or matches back then. Yeah, I mean, they had to obviously have like rudimentary ways of making the fire initially, but then keeping the fire for days on end is really where it comes into like. How do you preserve the fire? I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they would just have fires fucking going. Like, yeah, I mean, you would kind of have to. Time. It'd be a pain in the ass to fucking start a fire every time. You need but you'd be surprised, True. you know, if, <laughs> if if you have your technique down, like how how pretty easy it is to start a fire with the little like with the sticks and yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good I've, point, dude. They were probably good as fuck at it back then. Dude. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's absolute absolute survival skill. Yeah. So, uh, do you guys think they had zigzags back then? Yeah, definitely. So, on his <laughs> return 
to Spain, one of his crewmates, Rodrigo de Jerez, continued to smoke back in the the place where they came from. I don't remember where it was in Spain. I just know it was in Spain. And everyone freaked out, and it landed him seven years in prison for, quote, smoking the devil's weed. Yeah. <laughs> people, people in Europe were not used to people smoking. Like, there was nothing else being smoked. Oh, that's so, a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that makes it sense. It was just strange to them. Yeah, because usually, like, I feel like the natural, your natural instinct for smoke is to run away and, like, not ingest it whatsoever. So what <laughs> I was uh, reading is that a lot of people were just so confused why they had smoke coming out of their mouths. Like, they were performing witchcraft. That's why they called it the devil's weed. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> What's crazy to me is that I always find it interesting that, like, cultures, like, weird indigenous, not weird, sorry, just, like, weird, no, God, <laughs> I don't know how to say this Double correctly. Um, figure stuff out, yeah. like, how to use it. Because, like, smoking, like, how do you just realize that, oh, this is gonna, like, get Instead me. Instead of just eating it. And I was thinking yeah. about that earlier with just discovering plants for the first time. Like, what do you do? Do you have, like, the village pedophile just try, like, a sketchy-looking <laughs> berry, <laughs> sketchy berry for the first time? Yeah, or, the, like, the, the village, like, I mean, honestly, I bet you anything, a lot of it is kids. Yeah. Kids that go out in the field or whatever, like, during the day, and they're playing, and they put shit in their mouths, because it's just a kid thing to do. And then... Trial and error. You know, the kid comes running home to the parents, and he's like, I'm fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) You say to Cubenzi, You guys should try this. (laughs) Y'all want to hear some crazy shit that might actually answer that question? Yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh... In the Amazon, you know, like everybody knows about ayahuasca now. Yeah. Um, but the Ayahuata? Shut up. Ayahuasca. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I just said it like a total idiot. But um, <laughs> yeah, so the uh, the maestros or the ayahuasqueros or, um, or the, uh, I forgot that the feminine term is for, for that. Um, but essentially the ayahuasca practitioners, a part of that whole scene and ritual is uh, the use of tobacco, which is which they call shakaruna, which essentially they see tobacco as a bridge to communicate. Um, shakaruna literally translates to bridge, and they use it to communicate with the spirit realm. Whoa! Um, Hell yeah! And and so according according to the ayahuasca culture in the Amazon, from what I've heard, um, they say that the actual like the spirits taught them what plants do what and like working with the plants essentially the what it sounds like is like the plants in the amazon are just some fucking huge neural network that these people have learned how to tap into by using substances such as the chakaruna or ayahuasca which is the you know the DMT containing um brew yeah and i've i've like heard that and heard that theory about all over the world just being like in tune with the plants and knowing kind of what's safe and what's not um i like to believe that but i also like to believe it's just like a you won't eat that (laughs) trial and error too i was thinking you were going to bring this up this is probably the most fascinating thing about the ayahuasca thing obviously we'll talk a lot more about it in that episode but dmt alone in the plant isn't active orally so if you were to make a brew with just that plant that contains dmt it wouldn't work so you need another plant that contains a 
Enzy- MAOI, en- right? Yeah, it's like an enzyme inhibitor. It pretty much makes it to where this enzyme doesn't break down the DMT so that you can actually ingest it orally. What's weird is that these two plants that are used in the traditional ayahuasca brew aren't, like, they don't grow in the same area at all. And they don't even look similar. They're completely different plants down there in the Amazon. The, those cultures, like, those people will say that it was the spirits, in a sense, that told them. Because, like, scientists came down there and they're like, how did you guys know of- you needed to have these two different things to make it work? And they're just like, With well, it's this. It's- a million plants. Yeah, yeah, the tons. highest, the highest biodiverse. Because yeah, that's probably one the of world. the most things that, as a scientist for myself, gets me a little tripped out when I think like, okay, there could be a little bit more to, you know, these people and how the how they actually learned the things that they did. Because, I mean, yeah, that one's just weird. Yeah, <laughs> and what do they they call it? Hape. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hape. Hape is like a. Uh, it, it, it's essentially a tobacco snuff, but. Along with tobacco, it contains DMT containing, you know, plants and then also like ash. And then essentially it's like it's a mixture that these shamans mix up and you essentially I forgot what the the, the device is, but it's essentially a tube that goes from your mouth and into your nostrils. And you can either have someone else blow the tobacco up your fucking nasal cavity or you can do it yourself. And oh my god, I'll tell you what, it's quite the head rush. <laughs> and it's oh, like yeah. and it's, it, it's it's like you get the nicotine nicotinic effect or whatever, but you also there's also this like opening of your like your fucking visual senses that is very like DMT um like Interesting. Yeah, I've heard it's That's like very so grounding. Dope. And they usually it's they fucking, do it like you'd love it, Ryan. Before those yeah. ceremonies you'd love and stuff. Shit. Well, we'll have to have you back on for the DMT episode for sure. But for now, let's jump back to the 16th century where things started to cool out a bit in Europe and people started to normalize tobacco as a medicine. And they actually weren't using it for recreation still. They were just using it as a medicine. They believed it to be a cure-all. So like for headaches or stomach infections or whatever, they would just use tobacco. And Things would start to take off uh, into the direction of where it would finally become a trillion dollar worldwide industry in 1612 when English mean Engl- English man he was an Englishman uh, John Rolfe brought tobacco seeds from South America into what would later be coined as Virginia in the United States and anyone who has taken a high school history course should know that Virginia was a slavery hub in the United States. I'm pretty sure it was the very first one, actually. Yeah. And so it quickly became a giant slave plantation growing tobacco. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Negative shout out. Negative shout out to those people. So. Uh, yeah. Just terrible. Yeah, so the Europeans began forcing slaves to grow tobacco, and this crop would quickly be- become quickly valued so fast that it was even used as a currency when the gold and silver ran out. So that's, Dope. that's how much they liked it even back then. That was in 1612. So. I remember, wasn't it the American, like, uh, like modern day Americans that went down to, I think, I want to say Papua New Guinea, right? Oh, and, and brought they, cigarettes? They brought cigarettes and showed them how to use it as a currency. Hell yeah. <laughs> you got the whole fucking island. To Have you down. ever seen that conspiracy about, I think it was like the mayor of New York, one of the Rockefellers, went to, I think it was Papua New Guinea, 
uh, to go try to communicate with them because at that point they had just shot everyone who came in. And it's isn't that the oh, place yeah. that's still You're like mentioning that? that? Yeah, and Papua New Guinea. There and then so he was pronounced dead or whatever. And there's photos of what they believe to be him living with the tribe still. Or he might be dead by now. But this is in like the 60s or 70s. This dude went over to go live with this tribe. And everyone thought that they just murdered him. But there's like photo evidence showing that he's probably still just there. He sure. probably bought cartons on cartons, bro. And they were just like, you're, you're cool. You're cool. <laughs> no, he probably realized being a Rockefeller, being like mayor of New York, that fucking first world sucks. Dude, being a Rockefeller yeah. would be God. sick, dude. Just playing metal shows all the time. Just playing rock. Hella. Okay. Being a Rockefeller. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> but keep guys, it. I try I'm hard. Sure. I try my best, dude. I'm, like, trying to find that funny. It's kind of hard. <laughs> dude, so- it's so funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, tobacco after this point would be commonly chewed or smoked on a daily basis by a lot of people. Most people, in fact, and it wasn't until 1828 that nicotine itself, the chemical we're talking about specifically, would be isolated from the tobacco plant by chemist Wilhelm Heinrich and Carl Ludwig Reimann from Germany. So were they the first vapors? (laughs) They might have. Actually, they extracted it, believing it to be a poison. They were trying to tell people not to ingest tobacco. So these guys... They're onto something. Rightfully coined it as a poison as far back as 1828, which from our past research into different drugs, that's pretty early for some chemical research. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. There was not a lot going on in 1828. Yeah, I wonder if they were like, I mean, what I know about chemistry is not a lot, but (laughs) they probably had some, they were probably alchemists, dude. Because isn't that like where like fucking chemistry came from? It's like. People yeah, practicing alchemy. Yeah, I don't know. By by that time, like the 19th century, there was definitely a shit ton of like chemistry going on. Well, yeah, there was. There was a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, if they were just extracting um, nicotine from tobacco, they were obviously pretty clever at that point. Yeah, weirdly enough, I mean, eh. honestly, chemistry goes further back than like some of our biology that we know of, right? Huh. Like we discovered DNA recently, whereas like. I just now discovered the clitoris. <sighs> Can you have another good one? That? <laughs> no, we're keeping that one in for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so these chemists rightly believed nicotine to be a poison. Unfortunately for them, in 1881, a guy named jo- he was named James Bonsack, which I laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to explain that one. Uh, he invented the cigarette roller, which practically automated the process of making cigarettes, thereby making cigarettes much more accessible and plentiful for the general population and opening up way larger opportunities for cigarette companies to package and distribute massive amounts of smokable tobacco. And it is safe to say that most people smoked cigarettes for the next 50 years until the Nazis funded a non-smoking campaign in the... 1950s. Yay. Whoa. Yeah. What? That's so weird. So from 1881 till 1950, there was no solid research being done about tobacco being bad for you. It was actually not until the Nazis, uh, not wanting the Nazis to smoke, that they funded a massive campaign and um, led huge scientific research. And they were the first scientists to identify a link between smoking and lung cancer. That's funny that they didn't want them to smoke, but they were feeding their soldiers meth. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what's funny you, you about that think as well? Of performance here, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, a good point. You know what's really funny as well though is during World War II, uh, they like the U.S. like the Allied soldiers were given cigarettes for free, and also in like their ration kits, like they would give them like pack like cartons of cigarettes. Yeah, it wasn't until the 1950s and 60s that America would even confirm the health risks that the Nazis were talking about, and with that, the Big tobacco companies refused these statements and continued to say that they were good for you, which led to um, up until now where it, it it's only been very recently within the last, what, 30 years that people have stopped smoking inside and yeah, I think on it airplanes. Was, uh, and- it was like 88 or something like that uh, when it got like passed, at least I think in California uh, where you can't smoke indoors anymore. Yeah, and they've known the health risks since the the 50s, but it was all because of lobbyists for the tobacco companies that made it to where they couldn't pass laws for people's health and safety. And we're still dealing with it in certain ways, but um, I think things are a lot better now and things are a lot safer now. But um, with that being said, Micah, do you want to talk about what possible health risks these things could cause? Yeah, I'll have to probably go kind of down into the pharmacology of nicotine first. But one thing I was going to mention is that um, I remember like they they would recommend to smoke cigarettes for if you had like a speech impediment. Um, and then also for your singing voice. <laughs> oh, I'm going to... Du- yeah, I'm going to go into okay, a lot cool. about that. Awesome. All right. Well, so yeah. Anyway... Um, down into the pharmacology of nicotine. Uh, I honestly think nicotine is very cool. I find it fascinating. Um, I think that it's interesting that there's a lot of people out there that don't like it, but yet most people in this, uh, in this world, I think, do enjoy it in some way. Um, you know, you always hear the like, oh, I, when I'm drinking, I, I end up wanting a cigarette or something, right? It's weird how that correlates in my mind even. Right. Yeah, I mean, because typically most of us would know like when you've been drinking and you end up ingesting nicotine and you don't have a tolerance to it, it's terrible. <laughs> it can make you super nauseous. Yeah, super sick. Um, anyway, uh, it releases catecholamines, so things like, uh, you know, serotonin. Um, uh, and it will increase your heart rate. And uh, uh, essentially, this increased heart rate and the contracting of the, the blood vessels is sort of what can lead to you know, high blood pressure from using it for too long. So essentially that is like one of the kind of dangerous parts of ingesting nicotine all the time is mostly uh, in a cardiac sense, you know, cardiovascular. Um, interestingly, it actually reduces uh, sensitivity to insulin and can aggravate diabetes. Whoa. So <laughs> a lot worse for people with diabetes. But I mean, I think a lot of people would always sort of know that like if you've, if you've got something like diabetes, you probably shouldn't smoke. It just seems like the right thing to do. I mean, nobody should be smoking, but... Also, the reason a lot of people get diabetes, though, is from eating a fuck ton of sugar, and they shouldn't do that either, so... Well, let's be clear, too. It's not just just smoking. It's just tobacco products and uh, even, like, vapes and stuff. Right, but I'm actually only talking about nicotine right now. Well, yeah, oh, okay, cool. You just said it shouldn't be smoking, so... Oh. I, I just wanted to be yeah, clear. True. This is nicotine. no. You're right. You're right. Yeah, actually, thank you. Because I mean, that's the thing. I always kind of go back and forth with this. This is 
Yeah, you know, because most people know it is just tobacco, like smoking. So right? yeah, yeah, it's it honestly is not that popular in some places even to have like vapes and and whatnot. People still smoke cigarettes a lot in certain areas. Yeah, um, but anyway, it uh, will diffuse readily into the brain tissue, and it binds to these nicotinic cholinergic receptors. Um, so I think I've mentioned these in previous episodes. Well, the, the beetle nut from the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Super wild. Yeah. It's, it's always kind of interesting. I mean, when we actually have like receptors called like a benzodiazepine receptor or a, you know, a PCP receptor or a, you know, nicotinic. Well, in, uh, Nick, so the plant, um, tobacco, the Latin name has like nicotine in it somewhere. Um, right. and so that's why they named nicotine nicotine is after the tobacco plant. So, right. Yeah, that's usually how it goes too, right? They when they like naming a drug from a plant, they yeah, take something from its Latin name. Um, yeah, always kind of cool. And I mean, honestly, neuroscience like this type of stuff that I'm talking about really didn't start, um, you know, to come into into research until the past like 30, 40 years. So, um, interestingly, uh, if you were to look at like um, brain imaging studies. It increases activity in the prefrontal cortex, which um, is really important for like executive function and like decision making and planning, um, as well as the thalamus and the visual system. Um, and it releases dopamine in the mesolimbic area, which I've talked about before, the corpus striatum and the frontal cortex. Um, but what's important when we're talking about this is that uh, there's a ton of dopaminergic neurons in the ventral tegmental area. And this is in the midbrain, right? Well, when the dopamine releases into the shell of this uh, nucleus accumbens, uh, this region that's in there, um, this is sort of that indication where, you know, uh, it, it becomes highly addictive, right? There, that's that like drug reward pathway that we've kind of mentioned um, in other episodes. So Anyway, what I'm trying to get at sort of is that nicotine is just like really, really uh, able to bind to a ton of receptors that will, you know, initiate the release of dopamine and dopamine going into these areas, especially this ventral tegmental area, um, ends up leading to addiction, right? This reward-seeking behavior. Um, there's, other, there's other neurotransmitters that are involved, um, you know, norepinephrine, acetylcholine, uh, serotonin, GABA glutamate, and is even endorphins, which I think is kind of interesting. Because um, endorphins are like, in a sense, endogenous opioids. Um, you know, they make, can make you feel good, can be somewhat pain relieving. Um, is that that tingly feeling you get from nicotine, you think? I think it could be, yeah. Yeah, or, or even this feeling, the sense of calm and just like straight, like feeling good. Nicotine's so weird because it makes you feel calm, but also energetic. And also anxiety feels. Yeah, I mean, that, that release of epinephrine, right? The, that's adrenaline for anyone that doesn't know. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's causing this like sort of surge of all these different chemicals in the brain that end up, um, I feel like for a lot of people, kind of putting them at peace, like having this increased con- concentration, cognition, whatever, attention, a little bit of stimulation, but then like relaxation. And it yeah. doesn't last for very long. So it's something that can be easily like, dealt with when you're already like on it you know because it's gonna go away pretty quickly like 15 to 30 seconds right and that's why people like with smoking it's like something that they can just like easily take their dose you know when they want it when they need it and uh it's like simple it's just like with smoking weed right like people 
prefer to smoke weed a lot of the times and eat edibles because it's like a, a pre- predictable, right? They know how to they know how to dose themselves better. Um, other functioning imaging studies though end up showing that like uh, smokers who acquire damage to the insula um, due to like brain trauma, for example, uh, are more likely to quit smoking soon after the injury and are more likely to remain abstinent and are even less likely to experience conscious urges to smoke compared with uh, smokers with brain injury that didn't affect this insula. So the insular region is a part of the brain that is kind of an emotion, uh, you know, pretty heavy. Uh, it, 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 yeah. So the addiction could just, it could be very emotional then? Um, well, no. Because so if you damage it, then you have less emotions and you don't want to smoke as much. I honestly think that's exactly what it is. Like people that get their insula damaged will end up being, like you could have one, one of the nicest anymore. people. Like you could have Travis and then we damage the insula and he'd be like telling us like, fuck you, I hate you. You know, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, but. Maybe I damaged mine on one of my mini yeah, brain you're injuries. fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we were mentioning, you know, the 15, 30, 30 second thing. Interestingly enough, uh, the half-life, uh, if anyone doesn't remember, the half-life uh, is re- uh, referring to like an Im- elimination period um, of the drug in the, in the blood, right? And uh, it's an average of two hours. Oh, weird. So it takes oh, about four wow. hours for nicotine to fully get out of the system. So I don't uh, know if this is something you're going to talk about. Is that why it can uh, affect your REM sleep? Um, yes. And that's part of what uh, the desensitization of nicotinic receptors due to like neuro adaptation or tolerance, right? Um, when they start, to, I mean, that's part of what goes into the withdrawal symptoms is that like uh, when they're desensitized, they you start to feel like shit. Yeah. And so people will wake up and I think there's there's an indication that, oh, well, smokers, you know, have bad quality of sleep because it takes a while for you to actually get into REM. Well, REM is like a later stage. So it- one thing that is like fascinating about smokers that I noticed just being outside super early in the morning every single day, um, smokers wake up early as shit to smoke their cigarettes. Yeah. So they could be going through withdrawals just through the night or something. And- no, that's a lot of the idea is that they are. Yeah. Uh, same thing with caffeine though, right? People have to, like some people literally can't get out of bed until like they smell the coffee being but, made or something like that. But the thing that's different about that is typically with caffeine, like it, I know me, I drink a fair amount of caffeine right now. I could sleep in till two. Right. Yeah. I so, do that. I, I wake up in the morning and I do fucking whatever for like 30, 40 minutes before I make a cup of coffee. Yeah, I don't and wake I'm I don't fully addicted to caffeine, dude. I don't wake up and my first thought is like, oh, I need to get coffee right now. I don't Same. drink coffee for like the first hour at least before I uh or after I wake up. And I just feel like with smokers, it's first thought on their mind. I see so many people out in the morning smoking on their porch, fucking seven o'clock in the morning. Like fresh oh, in yeah. pajamas and everything. Well, no I mean, way. think of think of the average like vape user that literally goes to sleep with their vape pen next to their phone. Yeah. Like they're hitting it when they're laying their head on their pillow and they're hitting it as soon as they wake up. They're hitting it maybe when they need to go pee in the middle of the night. Like that's, it's constant. Yeah, dude, I I don't remember who we were in the car with. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was one of the times I came up and hung out. Uh, but we were driving and they lost their vape and it was like, I was like, I was like, I might have to pull over. Like, I'm going to have to pull over and figure and like find this because he like dropped his vape between the seat and we had to fucking pull over and grab it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. That's pretty funny. Yeah. No, it I mean, was that, hilarious. I know someone who just vaped the whole time they had COVID and they had pretty bad symptoms. 
Hell yeah, yeah. dude. That guy rules. Or a girl. I mean, I, I did. I vaped during COVID and I had it bad. <laughs> I also smoked a fuck ton of weed. <laughs> dude, I, dude, I smoked a bunch of weed. I feel like it helped. Yeah, it sure as hell did. Dude, I fucking <laughs> took I fucking smoked Deems, dude. The DMT fucking took did out you really? the... <laughs> no. That would have been sick though, dude. Smoking <laughs> Deems and then suddenly being like, oh shit, I think I'm actually going to die. Like, dude, like, or the opposite, dude. The COVID just gets too scared. It's scared of the entities, dude. You gotta start <laughs> thorping, dude. <laughs> DMT scares the virus. Please don't thorp. <laughs> Yo, shout out Julian Palmer, dude. <laughs> For thorping, dude. Anyway, right. what were you saying about science, Micah? <laughs> I don't even know how we got into this to- onto this topic. I don't know either. Okay. Uh, just nicotine addiction, and then you said that you uh, spoke to DMT through your COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how this came up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say is that nicotine metabolism is faster in women uh, taking estrogen-containing oral contraceptives, and is even faster during pregnancy. Uh, compared with other women. Probably so, shouldn't be taking nicotine while you're pregnant. Well, no, but that's actually part of, I think, why it's even worse. Like, it's it's essentially so bad is that it's like even more of it is getting, uh, you know, processed or whatever. Gotcha. Um, so that means even more of it's getting to the baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hell yeah, dude. And consistent with that half-life of two hours, uh, nicotine accumulates in the body over six to nine hours of regular smoking. Thus, smoking results not in intermittent and transient exposure to nicotine, but in an exposure that lasts about 24 hours per day. Um, pretty cool, right? Yeah. Makes sense, weird. though, because that's just people are always smoking, you know? Yeah. Sure. Um, typically every two hours, honestly, like at work. A lot of the times people are taking a break. Yeah, that's always infuriated me, actually. Being a non-smoker and working with smokers is smokers take so many fucking breaks. And it's just like, I have no excuse to just go stand outside and do nothing for 10 to 15 minutes. No, yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically you sure. could, like you, if you wanted, you could. Yeah. yeah, but then you just look lazy. But if someone's sitting there smoking, it's like, oh, they needed to smoke. Or yeah, they, they just look it. cool as fuck, dude. Yep, they're just hanging. That is the one time it doesn't look cool. <laughs> I'm going to start smoking cool. and taking smoke breaks like just to piss you off. I used, to, I used to say that all the time. I literally was like, I'm fucking going to start smoking just to take breaks. Do it. You won't. <laughs> Sometimes I would just like pack a fat lip and just go spit at them. <laughs> you should just tr- start chewing betel nuts speak. at work, dude. Oh my God. That'd be so funny. People are just like, Beetle what is nuts. that? What is in your mouth? Oh, I mean, my current job, I just fuck off all day anyway. I don't give a shit. Hell yeah, Hell dude. Yeah. Well, Amen to that. <laughs> um, all right. Back to science again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that persistence of nicotine that uh, will last throughout the day. Uh, and night ends up resulting in changes in the structure and function of those nicotinic receptors, which I was kind of mentioning earlier, uh, and in the intracellular processes of tolerance. So, um, you know, just like anything, I think the more you're exposed to it, the more likely you are to develop a tolerance to it um, so that when it's taken away, the body kind of goes, oh, holy shit. Um, Now, for the big fun stuff, because I mentioned something very big earlier, and I said I was going to talk a little bit more about it, and that's that nicotine is not a direct carcinogen. Uh, but there are concerns that it may be a tumor promoter. Uh, in animal studies, uh, nicotine can inhibit apoptosis, uh, which is cell death, uh, resulting in impaired killing of cancer cells. 
And nicotine also promotes angiogenesis in animals, an effect which could lead to greater tumor invasion and metastasis. Uh, whether nicotine is a cancer promoter in people has not been established, but one report suggests that smokers who switch to smokeless tobacco may have an increased risk of lung cancer compared with smokers who quit entirely, which raises concern about this possibility. Um, and essentially, there are some uh, medications out there, right, uh, to treat nicotine addiction. Um, they act on... Ooh, what's up? I was going to say, isn't there one that makes it to where if you smoke a cigarette, it makes you insanely sick? Yes. Yeah, just like there's one for alcohol that does that too. Yeah. Also, and part of the... Yeah. Oh, I read, I, I was reading something earlier that said that if you vape and smoke cigarettes, like, like you know, not necessarily at the same exact time, but like you do that both constantly, like it's actually worse for you than like just doing one or the other. I mean, that would make sense. It's just constant nicotine, right? Like the, the yeah. And how is it, is it worse for you because it's more addictive or is it worse for you because you're probably using more. I heard uh, it was nicotine than you typically would be exactly. just doing one of the things. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I heard it's worse. I, I read that it was worse for your lungs if you do that. Which that I makes don't know sense. Why, I mean, but. inhaling anything consistently other than oxygen is bad for you. Yeah. I, True. Like smoking marijuana every single day, that there's no, that's not okay. It's not good for you. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lungs wise, it is not good for you. <laughs> you need to stop with the nitrogen. I know. <laughs> the nitrous? Nitrous, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck, I've been doing too much nitrogen. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been huffing Freon out of old fridges. Dude. I've been finding <laughs> I've, been, I've been on the hydrogen mode, dude. <laughs> um, so, essentially, they're the two medications that most of us kind of know about, um, they do, uh, they act on those nicotinic uh, uh, cholinergic receptors that I was mentioning to either mimic or replace the effects of nicotine from tobacco. Um, and... One of the weird ones was the uh, observation of spontaneous smoking cessation among veterans treated with that bupropion drug, which was originally an antidepressant. Um, so they that sort of they familiar. were, yeah, yeah, they were able to discover that it uh, ended up helping people quit smoking. Um, Hell yeah! This drug or medication increases brain levels of dopamine and norepinephrine or noradrenaline, uh, stimulating the effects or simulating, excuse me, the effects of nicotine on uh, these neurotransmitters. Um, it also has some nicotine receptor blocking activity, which could contribute to the reduced reinforcement from a cigarette in the case of a lapse. Um, the other one, I haven't actually met anyone who's taken this, uh, so I don't really know the name of it, how to pronounce it. Uh, Varinicline. Um, it is an analog of cytosine, a plant alkaloid that has been reported to have some benefit in smoking cessation, but is thought to have general poor oral availability um, or oral bioavailability. And uh, it's a partial agonist at the alpha-4 beta-2 receptor in vivo, whereas nicotine is a full agonist and causes substantial dopamine release compared to uh, varinicline. Um this drug produces less of a response to nicotine, roughly about 50%, but at the same time blocks the effects of any nicotine added to the system. And uh, clinical trials have actually found that this drug is superior to bupropion uh, in promoting uh, smoking cessation. And prolonged administration of this drug has been shown to reduce relapse in smokers who are abstinent 12 weeks, 12 weeks after uh, initial therapy, which is kind of cool. 
Um, there is a new one on the market, not necessarily on the market. I don't know why I'm saying that. It's part of the, the research world right now. But really interestingly, it has a name, uh, Remanobant. <laughs> it's a cannabinoid uh, receptor antagonist, a CB1 receptor antagonist. Um, it was developed for the treatment of obesity and metabolic syndrome. And uh, clinical studies have shown it to be effective as an aid for smoking cessation. Um, no. This is interesting because cannabinoid, cannabinoid receptors are believed to contribute to the re- they are believed to, to contribute to the reinforcing effects of nicotine. Isn't that weird? So, does that mean that if you smoke weed and cigarettes, you're more likely to keep smoking cigarettes? Mm, maybe. I mean, cannabinoid receptors have a lot more function than just for people to get high. Okay. Right? Because we have an entire endocannabinoid system, which regulates tons of different things than having anything to do with getting high. Interesting. Um, like, I have not... Like we, your digestion, like all sorts of stuff. I have not learned about it yet. So you, we haven't done our weed episode. Yeah, no, that's actually what's fascinating is that technically, like, you know how we have a central nervous system, a peripheral nervous system, all these different, you know, an enteric nervous system. We yeah. have an endocannabinoid system. It's, a, it's huh. literally a part of our system. And, and there's a lot of it that has nothing to do with THC or CBD or the chemicals found within cannabis at all. Um, again, I mean, I think I mentioned at one point that there's that running, the runner's high, which yeah. is going to be a hard episode to ever mention because it's not a drug, but it's uh, instead of endorphins, thinking that's what's actually getting people that high effect, a lot of people would say, it's oh, it's the endorphins you're releasing, those endogenous opioids. It's actually anandamide, which is a endocannabinoid, huh. something that we produce. Um, and when it's released through exercise, we get high, which is cool. And it's not the same as a weed high. It's a completely different experience. Yeah, it's pretty um, dope, dude, honestly. Can we, I- can we make that synthetically? It's a good uh, question. Can ingest it? Um, probably, yeah. <laughs> Or even an analog of it, right? Dude. What if you could boof a runner's high, dude? No, yeah, right? How cool would that be? That, that's gonna be our that's gonna be our second product. Our first product is the flavored uh, beetle nut pouches. Second product so is gonna be a pill bad. called Runner's High, and oh, then yeah. you can shove it up your butt and make it make you feel like you just ran three miles. Fuck yeah! You know what? You know what? Your body would probably have such a weird adverse reaction to that. It'd probably like start releasing the lactic acid or whatever in your muscles and just cramp up. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you end up dying. <laughs> your heart, dude, I feel like your heart would start beating so fast, dude. Yeah. Your body's like, you can't play me like that. <laughs> <laughs> no work, no reward. Right. Yeah. Work hard, play hard, dude. Um, so unfortunately, Remanabant has not been approved by the FDA yet um, because they're worried about adverse neuropsychiatric effects. I guess it makes sense being a CB1 um, antagonist. But coolest thing I learned, guys, nicotine vaccines are currently undergoing clinical trials. Yo. <laughs> awesome now, shout out, dude. <laughs> yeah, acute immunization is performed so as to develop antibodies to nicotine. Uh, the antibody binds what? nicotine and slows its entry into the brain, thereby reducing the reinforcing effects of cigarette smoking. Dude, that's fucking wild. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's dude. crazy. <laughs> I mean, imagine what we could do if we could do that for all the addictive drugs. Yeah, imagine dude, how that a- would just collapse the world's economy. Yeah, yeah. that'd be pretty fucking <laughs> that, sweet. That dude. would be so cool to watch the fucking demise of all the rich people. Just like- well, and it's I, I feel like with nicotine, it's the one that the pharma companies have finally gotten to a point where they're like we aren't making a ton of money off all these people with lung issues we would like it to just be over well it it's a lot of that and it's a lot of for so many years the 
the tobacco companies have been some of the largest companies in the entire world. So they've had endless streams of income being able to put lobbyists in office. Literally, that you it's legal in the United States to hire politicians, for companies to pay politicians to go like run for office and then pass certain laws. And the tobacco companies are infamous for it. I, I kind of want to do a whole episode in the future just about that. I feel like, yeah, I remember learning about this. I don't know what it was, but I remember learning there's like a few companies out there that end up kind of having a play in so many other like uh, policies in well, different it has countries to do with... because of being a crop type thing. So like Coca-Cola yeah. is something that every single country wants and almost requires in a way at this point mm-hmm. because the people that live in the country want Coca-Cola. Yeah. And so that Coca-Cola company is able to actually fund research projects or even fund, you know, like political campaigns so that they can have their things that they want being done. I think that's Same like si- similar, uh, a little different because like what I'm talking about is also something just major pharmaceutical companies have done as well that kind of fueled the opiate epidemic. Um, it's just getting certain laws passed to get your drug approved and stuff and just and just not deal with the same laws or consequences just because you could buy politicians. I don't know. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, I feel like all that kind of ties into the... We should definitely do a, a whole episode on like lobbying and how companies and like Big Pharma and uh, how Big Tobacco has done that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that'd be a great time for us to actually dispel like a lot of the things that people have, like myths that people think when... Because people, I feel like a lot of us kind of talk out of our ass when we talk about uh, corporations and big business. I feel like it's actually probably a lot worse than most people think and say. Like people, people talk shit about it, say it's fucking awful, but I think it's actually like a a way bigger issue than just being like awful. I think it's completely ruining the world. Like having having the ability to like pay to ruin the world is kind of yeah, and then turn around and make money off of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah, I, that that might be something good. Like what I was saying earlier, like there's gonna be like, maybe have like a whole like culture episode. Uh, I feel like that would be kind of a good thing to mention during that. Uh, because there's, I mean, dude, there's just so much to talk about with nicotine. Like when it comes to like just culture and like everything that goes on with nicotine, because it's been around for fucking so goddamn long and been like. It's not like one of those drugs that are just like has been around for a long time and like no one's used like the entire world uses tobacco. Well, like yeah. you know, nicotine, but like mostly tobacco. And uh, yeah, I mean, Wait, it's like what a, you said earlier, it's a fucking w- currency in some places. What uh, was it above or below caffeine? Do we remember? I would say probably above. I think caffeine's the third. I think it's uh, I think nicotine's number one, actually. Uh, let's take a, a little pause. And then we'll give it a goog. Yeah, number one. Oh, called it. It's number two. Huh? It's number two. Alcohol. Three. Caffeine. Caffeine. Four. Beetle nuts. Really? Yeah. Yeah, shout out Beetle nuts, dude. (laughs) Yeah, those things are so fucking addicting, dude. It's insane. Literally, (laughs) for like, after like, I only ate like four of them within like a couple days. And like the following like five days... Like, every day I'd wake up in the morning and my stomach would be, like, pulling. Like, I was like, I need a fucking metal nut. Like, it was insane. So, Ryan, the... <laughs> so, nicotine isn't really a an image people know too well, but, like, tobacco is. So, like, cigarettes in, like, movies and, 
You know, oh, yeah. you always see like a rock star smoking a cig. What do you got for us? Uh, well, I have a lot of different things I want to mention. Uh, like I was saying earlier with the so many things to mention with culture when it comes to cigarettes or when it comes to nicotine, meaning tobacco, well, and in this case, tobacco and like, vaping and all sorts of shit. Uh, it, there's so much to talk about with it. So I'm going to kind of just briefly go over a lot of different topics that we will eventually dive into. Um, but yeah, some of those things are movies. Some of them are like, you know, big, uh, big tobacco ads and, uh, you know, just the general, uh, way cigarettes, uh, have affected, you know, pop culture lifestyle and just the, you know, what's going on in, uh, the way of the world, you know what I'm saying? How they tried to get kids addicted with those, uh, little candy cigarettes. Uh, dude, yeah, those things are fucking funny. Uh, oh, yeah, those were fun. <laughs> I love those. Yeah, me too. I'd always get them off the ice cream truck. And they felt had, so cool. It, I actually read a study. So they had two different ones. There was a red one and a green one, remember? And I remember, I, I would always get the green one. And I read a study that showed if you bought those as a kid, then you are more likely to buy the brand of real cigarettes that correlated with the color of the candy cigarettes that you got as a kid. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy that they were, like, trying to freaking do that so far ahead of, like, these kids are, like, fucking eight. It's like they're not going to be able to buy cigarettes for another, like, ten years. Well, I wonder how— trying to, like, groom their minds. Those are the things that I wonder, like, if that was actually, like, embedded that deep in conspiracy. Oh, probably, or yeah. It, or if it literally was like, oh, all these little kids are watching adults smoke cigarettes. They think it's cool. Give them their little fake cigarettes so that no, they're but they not, were also so that they're not influenced to smoke real cigarettes at an early age. Yeah, but the literally the companies that were making cigarettes, they would have their own brand of candies, like Marlboro and shit like that. Would like have their own brand of candies. Yeah, I don't, I I just, don't know if it was wonder, Marlboro in particular, but like that would be like an example, I guess. Technically, I just wonder if it was good, actually good intentions or bad intentions. I think it was. If it's made by the same fucking companies that make the cigarettes, then yeah, probably. Sure. When I I'm think gonna say yes. Companies. When I think of uh, like pop culture and, and cigarette smoking in particular, I just think of Pulp Fiction. Just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, just dude. Chain smoking the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. You know, like, <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, pretty much all good, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, movies. right, right, for sure. That's yeah. like a hallmark. Yeah, totally. Or yeah, any, dude, in so many, it's in fucking movies all the time. Any like Western movie, movie. Oh there's always yeah, a cowboy smoking a cigarette. Yeah, That's which I, cool. yeah, we'll talk about. I'll talk about some of the cowboy stuff, dude. Cowboy, cowboy culture. We'll see. Wait on me. Uh, well, first of all, I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it back to we were talking about the uh, indigenous people of North America. Uh, we're gonna briefly just go over some of the. Uh, ways some of the things they thought about uh tobacco in particular which is where tobacco came from we talked about earlier uh so they use it a lot in ceremonies which eventually we'll i'll get into all the different ceremonies but there's a lot of different ceremonies that they would use it for micah mentioned it earlier i think rave mentioned it earlier it's also uh, used uh as a like, pain reliever um they would use it for like different tribes would use it for different like types of aches and stuff like either like toothaches or earaches and they i think travis mentioned this earlier about how uh in the amazon they would use it for speaking to the supernatural world uh they would often use it uh in a ceremony where the shaman would kind of be the uh, like mediation of uh the communication of the supernatural world when they would uh, take somehow ingest tobacco 
some of the ways they would do it, like I mentioned earlier, would be uh, an enema, uh, which I thought was really funny way to uh, <laughs> take tobacco, take nicotine into your body. Uh, I just hate that <laughs> you're justified on this one. It's so funny, they, dude. They, they did it. <laughs> it's the best, dude. Just just think about like taking a bunch of tobacco like leaves, mixing it in with you know some sort of like warm water, some sort of warm liquid. And just funneling it into your asshole and then plugging your asshole and then just letting it just sit around in your butt for a little bit. Absorb all into your freaking bloodstream and then you shit out a bunch of fucking liquid. And you're just then what? fucking tobaccoed out, dude. You're nicotined out, dude. You're yeah, a freaking, well, you're in a I'll, hole, bro. Uh, you know, I'm uh, open for new experiences, so I'll let you know how it goes. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> so they also, they also, you know, chewed it. They drank it. Uh, they would take it as snoof and... Uh, snuff. They, snuff, snoof, whatever. It's when you uh, snort it. Yeah. All right. Snuff. Uh, and they would also smoke it. So those were the ways that the indigenous people of North America would, uh, you know... The ways they would get down. Yeah, exactly. So we'll go into more about, like, you know, in the future in culture, maybe I'll go into more about, like, specific tribes of uh, what they thought about it. Oh, one more thing is uh, some specific tribes actually, like, deified it, and they pretty much, they would only, like, literally the only crop that they would grow was tobacco. Like, they, like, didn't grow any other crops. They just lived off of, like killing buffalo or whatever they killed or ate or different animals that they killed. And uh, the only crop that they would grow was tobacco, which I was like, that's fucking sweet, dude. Well, they're probably free and clear of Parkinson's, so that's nice. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's probably why they were freaking so good with the bow and arrow, dude. (laughs) The steady hands. Dude, that's what I'm saying, dude. So it's a good point. It's a good point. So anyway, uh, they... So after... Christopher Columbus came to America. I kind of mentioned it briefly earlier. They brought it back, or Raven mentioned this earlier, where they brought it back on the ships over to Europe and just started smoking it. And eventually it became popular where uh, pipe smoking, like Northern Europeans adopted pipe smoking. And, And then because that was what was like super popular across the North Atlantic seaboard, and the Spaniards adopted cigar smoking, which was prevalent in the Caribbean, which is uh, a lot of where they were sailing around. And so in Europe, it became super popular in alehouses and coffee shops where people would go and drink beers or drink whatever and, you know, drink coffee and just smoke cigarettes. Uh, or, well, smoke tobacco, whether it being in a cigar at that time or smoke uh in a pipe. So I guess cigarettes weren't really around at this point. But fast forward to the 17th century, where tobacco then spread slowly across Europe into India, China, Southeast Asia, the Middle East, and West Africa, and became super popular in the Middle East with smoking hookah, mm. which uh, was a... Still thing is. That, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it, it, was a, it was a way of smoking it like like only in the elites like pretty much only the like elite people of those uh those areas those countries in the middle east would uh smoke hookah and they would do it during like meetings and stuff like that and just as like a gesture of like conversation 
I've always wanted to go to a hookah bar. And then I was in New York and I saw a hookah bar. And I was about to walk in. And then I was like, I thought of the logistics of it and how <laughs> they can't get those things clean enough for me to just be slobbering. Yeah, I thought I went into a hookah bar one time with some friends. And then I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is no, because like they don't have proprietary crazy dishwashers to get the tubes clean. And like, it just there's so much saliva that goes oh, on with yeah. hookah. Totally. Hookahs are fun. I do enjoy a good hookah sesh, but if it's your own hookah, <laughs> yeah. And even then, that's why I know they're insanely hard to clean. They're, yeah, they just cannot be sanitary enough to have a bar atmosphere where everyone's sharing one, or you could rent one. We actually yeah. did go to a bar where you could rent one for the table, and then it, you're just like drinking, and people could just be like, "Yo, let me get a hookah." That's fucking cool. so sick, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know, dude. Hookah's pretty dope. If you if you do it like if you own your own hookah and you do it yourself, like that's like yeah, that's like the way to fucking smoke tobacco for sure. Some good peach flavored shisha. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 speaking of uh, hookah and just tobacco products in general, I was allowed to smoke hookah for the first time. I think at like eleven years old or Hell twelve yeah, years dude. old. That is so bad. That's fucking terrible. Yeah, because they were like the Doing all the rings and shit. The the elders were like, oh well, it's not cigarettes. It's not like real tobacco. You're and then they were in so much denial. They were like, oh, they're not inhaling. As we were just like fucking taking the biggest clouds off of that thing. And, <laughs> yeah. Well. Hell yeah, dude. I mean, that's terrible, but that's also fucking pretty dope too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah well, shout out the hookah man they uh the early invention of the bong so <laughs> yeah so anyway I mean, it's got it's gotta be it's gotta be somewhat less detrimental than smoking cigarettes because it's filtered through the water I don't oh know. for sure yeah yeah right. yeah I completely agree it's it's like a half between like smoking cigarettes and vaping it's like you know right. depending on what way. shisha you're getting because they make it some cheap ass shisha oh, sure. well just yeah like, it all depends on what the product is you're it's eating. almost like you a can't... mixture of vaping and normal smoking at that point because it has so much freaking vegetable glycerin on the tobacco for the flavoring yeah. gross well dude yeah. you can't you can't buy like a volcano vaporizer for weed that's like eight hundred dollars and then put like fucking garbage what do you trash mean you can't do that. No, what you do you can, mean? You can do that. What do you but mean then you can't you can, put shisha in your volcano? No, you didn't let. First of all, you didn't let me finish my sentence. You <laughs> fucking you asshole! I knew you. Were so no, you can't freaking put a shitty weed into one of those and be like, "Oh, this isn't fucking working. It's not good." Like it's like it's all about the product you put into it. Yeah, well, I'm gonna buy a volcano vaporizer and put shisha in it. So yeah, oh, you oh, go ahead yeah. and try that and let me know how it works. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> Bet. Man, I kind of so, want to smoke hookah now. I know. It was Should we go? I'm about to go to a hookah bar. There's a glass store. The whole process. Well, yeah, no, I don't like... I Smoking hookah at a hookah bar is ridiculous. This be... No, let's go to a huh? hookah bar, guys. This would be a really nice hookah den down here. Yeah, it would, right? right? Dude, we should start doing that during the podcast. Dude, we should we have, should have, a, hookah have going. a hookah going. Because we always want Nick. Yo, that would be I'm so absolutely sick, down because we have that window right there. <laughs> Yo, that would be so dope. Dude, yeah. Just the process of it is honestly, it brings me back to unfortunately being very young. Yeah, <laughs> sitting same. in a garage with people and like fucking lighting Try, those little coals coal yeah. and trying shit. to figure out why one of the hoses wasn't working because the little fucking bead in it was yeah. ceiling right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the the little bubbles because yeah. like it's such a small diameter, just like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Yo, shout out, Uka, dude. <laughs> right? The original vaping, dude. It's like a neutral shout out. 
Yeah, neutral yeah, shout neutral out. shout out. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so earlier Raven mentioned uh, the Bonsack machine that then made <laughs> cigarettes extremely available for the rest of the world, essentially. Uh, so cigarettes. Did they bef- call it the Bonsack machine? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, pretty dope, dude. Pretty that dope. Pretty that's dope. that's a positive shout out right there, dude. So they made it. Uh, this machine made it just way easier to roll cigarettes, which made it just more accessible to you know anyone who didn't know how to roll a cigarette properly. So uh, in nineteen forty, by nineteen forty, half of the American population was smoking cigarettes because of just the widespread availability and how much it was being pushed on. Everyone through ads because uh, in 1970, I think, is in the U.S. when they finally banned cigarette ads to where you like you couldn't televise and you couldn't put like you know like uh, advertisements in magazines or whatever and like that's, newspapers for cigarettes. That's, that's interesting because uh, my girlfriend has a bunch of vintage Playboys and 90 percent of Playboys are just cigarette ads. Yeah, which is what I wanted to talk about as well, ads. is uh, the fucking sexu- sexualization of women and cigarettes. Like, when, like what they, like, oh, ma- yeah. portrayed in uh, movies, and you, you see some girl that's, like, fucking beautiful, and she's, like, smoking a cigarette. And they with just, the long thing on it? Yeah, the, exactly. They yeah. made it, like, a sexual thing to be, like, for women to be smoking cigarettes. Or, like, as an after-sex thing. Yeah, too. totally, totally, yeah. In movies. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's... It's crazy to like. I mean, dude, we could talk about this for fucking hours of all the different things that, uh, you know, in TV and that just anything that like cigarettes were like influenced by. Even or- uh, Corella Deville, a child's freaking show, the One Hundred and One Dalmatians. She had the cigarette on the long thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Huh? You don't remember that? Well, because that's like a I have only seen of- that like once. That like those times, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like early, the forties. Yeah, yeah. Well, like fucking Everyone. Maryland. Uh, the roaring. What is it? The roaring forties or something? I'm well, not so sure what that. Era I would was say called. even some of those people are even before the forties because it's like the like the the classy smoking a cigarette type thing with like the long yeah you know holder on it was like the type of people that go to fucking operas and shit. That was yeah like, totally. Like, my uh, my grandma had those things and like the fur coats <laughs> and the Nazi manifestos. Was your stuff. grandma? Up, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That's funny. My grandma was a elegant Nazi. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. Yo. Does that mean that you negative shout out your best? grandma? Dude. No, I don't. No, <laughs> it, shout out. It skips a generation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Rowdy. And don't try to say that would make sense why I would because she was my great grandma. So it uh, skipped me. That totally makes sense then. Because yeah. if it was your, that would mean your parents then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> negative shout out. <laughs> yeah, negative shout out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, a lot of the ways that uh, cigarettes were being advertised was in, you know, movies and TV and all sorts of uh, newspapers and whatnot. So there was a brand called Lucky's that uh, they were promoted as the cigarette of choice of movie stars. So, like, a lot of movie stars would come out and say, like, oh, like, I smoke Lucky's and stuff like that. And they would even get paid for, like, you know, movie stars endorsing, you know, Lucky's. So, like, if if they, like, said publicly that they are, like, smoked Lucky's or, like, made it known that they smoked Lucky's, like, uh, they would get paid for it, which is hmm. 
pretty wild. Uh, kind of fucked up, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, whatever. Yeah. So then the uh, oh yeah, so back to the woman, uh, women thing. The Marlboro, uh, I didn't know this actually. So like when you think of Marlboro, you think the of like camel. the like, well, no, what the camel? Is that not the right one. No, camel is camel. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Couldn't well, be more obvious. Smoked, <laughs> this guy definitely smoked cigarettes. Yeah, this guy oh definitely never smoked cigarettes. So, no, the Marlboro no, man. Marlboro is like the... Uh, uh, like my the girlfriend has guy. a bunch of cowboy Marlboro. Yeah. yeah so, right. like, I thought it was also the camel. I thought it was all just like desert themed or something. No, well, okay. So, we'll get into this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so the oh. Marlboro cigarettes are like when you think of that you think of like the cowboy guy like because that was like what they would use as an advertisement but apparently it was first introduced as a cigarette for women which is pretty interesting because now it's like completely like the opposite of like you know you think of like cowboys and shit uh when you think of marlboro yeah uh that's that's weird though because like even nowadays i feel like most of the women that i know that smoke cigarettes like it's it's marlboro really i feel like most I feel like it's no like, American spirits. Ameri- yeah, I was gonna say American spirits. Yeah, whoa. The or only camels. women I know that smoke cigarettes smoke American spirits. That's also like I feel like it's like a West Coast thing. I think yeah, American Oregon spirits. thing for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone totally. thinks that by by smoking spirits, they're like actually doing something better. That they're them. being healthy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, okay, it's the brand. It's the brand. They're, they're helping the, the reservations. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, uh, <laughs> are they? Are they not? No, I'm fairly certain. I don't they're think not. that American Spirit is literally owned by, like, I want to say it's they're all owned by the same big companies. Yeah, it's uh, not. It's not. Yeah, anyway, it's not anything like special or anything. No. So anyway, well, you have a pack in your hand. Why don't you read off? Uh, <laughs> Where are they distributed say. by? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say. Oh, they're they come from. Uh, can I have another one of those traps? Tobaccoville, <laughs> North Carolina. Tobaccoville. I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow. I'm not kidding. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. That's fantastic. <laughs> shout out. Negative shout out, American Spirit, dude. <laughs> but positive, huge shout out, Tobaccoville, North Carolina. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, I wonder point. what that, but yeah, please look that up. I don't know what it looks like. Is it just a bunch of tobacco fields? <laughs> anyway. So, oh, look at Jamie over here. Hold on, <laughs> putting shit up on the big. I was screen. gonna make a Jamie joke or oh, no. hell yeah, <laughs> give it a go, Jamo. <laughs> Tobaccoville. Yeah. This looks like the most boring place I've ever seen. Wayne. So the opposite of Margaritaville. It literally looks like a, just a bunch of nice houses that I bet you every single person that lives in them works on the tobacco farm. It's fucking crazy to think about. You look up Tobaccoville, North Carolina, and it just pictures of people's houses. Dope. To- Tobaccoville Road, Tobaccoville, North Carolina. <laughs> love to live, love to live there. Hell yeah, dude! That's like the peak of life, dude. If you're on Tobaccoville Road in Tobaccoville, North Carolina, that's like peak living right there. If you're chewing back and spitting <laughs> right there in Backville. <laughs> True. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we're gonna go back to uh, the Marlboro Man and uh, you know. Just general like cowboy culture when it comes to cigarettes, dude. They, you know, I don't know. Whenever, whenever I think of cowboys, I think of fucking Marlboro and I think of dipping, dude. Just fucking yep. dudes walking around in Carhartt vests, just fucking big old dip. It is a very cultural thing. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. If, if 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 you think you're a cowboy but you ain't 
packing some dip. Fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, yeah. a lot of my family that are like ranchers and like actual cowboys and shit in Eastern Oregon, they all fucking have dipped for who fucking knows how long. But yeah, all of them, even when I was younger, they're like, you want to dip? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm set, dude. And he's, you like, dip. Come. And he's like, come on. <laughs> you want to take a dip? Yeah, exactly. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, dude, uh, I don't think I've ever seen one of them without a dip. They're all always all dipping. So, and I ain't talking about the dots. Yeah, I mean, there's even a little bit of that. Like, I, I feel like people that don't even have the dip in, they'll put their like tongue in their lip to make it look like they are. Oh like, yeah, totally. Out yeah. of just like it's like a part of the vibe. Like, yeah, the for like pictures That's how you're and supposed shit like to that. look. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then they yeah. talk like they talk like um, you know like. We can cut that out. I don't know him but, that well. Oh, but yeah. yeah, we'll fucking know. I'll drop a beep there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where it's like talking out the side of your mouth because you're like so used to fucking Oh, spitting. yeah, totally. Spitting it out. Yeah. You know, there's like a lot. I feel like there's like a cowboy thing where they're always like, you know. Yeah, fuck. with the fucking drawl and shit. Yeah, it's all yeah. like to decide because they're always like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. I don't know. No, but yeah, totally, yeah. Homeboy uh, just has it because uh, he's a Texan, I think. Oh, is he from Texas? Interesting. Yeah. Damn, hell yeah, dude. Or shout out. Shout, mm-hmm. Negative shout out, Texas. <laughs> yeah, fuck Texas. Fuck Texas, dude. <laughs> Except for Houston for drinking lean. Uh, what's up? Just lost what? all of your Texas listeners. <laughs> fuck I actually, Texas. Dude. I love Texas. Yo. Texas. Texas seems cool. Texas yeah, I mean, is one of the been, coolest places I've ever been. Austin, it, so fucking dope. I wanted yeah, to but move Austin there. Austin isn't Texas. Like, yeah, I know. Austin is part. Portland, dude. I know because that's the hard part. Portland people. without the homeless people. Yeah, True, there was still they, some. It was not as barren. As dude, it's America. Were. There's gonna be homeless people. <laughs> America. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, I don't know, dude. Just fucking cowboys. There's they dip a lot and they smoke cigarettes and you know. It's yeah, just, it's just it's a look. It's a that look. chew ring on the back pocket. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyone knows fucking Wranglers? It's a <laughs> Wranglers it's with a, the chew ring, dude. It's a hip uh, girl thing to do. I only know this because my girlfriend. She wants to buy old like denim that has the dip ring. Oh my god! Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> just tell her to that wear is, a dip around all the time, and she'll that eventually is the get most, one. Uh, I hate to say it, but like hipster. female hipster thing yeah. in Portland to do. Yeah. Yeah. Negative shout out your girlfriend, dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she asked me to wear a pair with a dip can in for a while or something to try to get wow. that ring. Oh my God. That's <laughs> insane. It's the old Wranglers. Yeah. Shout out Wranglers, dude. Positive shout out Wranglers. Okay. <laughs> They're just pants, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm more of a Levi guy, dude. Fuck oh Wranglers, dude. <laughs> anyway, moving on, dude. Fucking the mob. Uh, we're going to briefly just go over this. Uh, butt legging, dude. You guys familiar with butt legging? No. It's like boot legging, but like cigarettes. It's butt legging. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, people, people driving into Canada or from Canada and shit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day before, I don't know if, how often this still goes on, but uh, for a while, they the mob would uh, drive to, like, you know, the New York mob, they would drive to, like, North Carolina where, the, like, the tax on cigarettes would be, like, significantly lower, buy a shit ton at wholesale, and then drive it back and then sell, them, sell it untaxed in New York and just make fucking... 
I think they they said they were making like millions of dollars a week. And uh, dude, yeah. at one point in the early two thousands, my grandma was smoking like cartons a day. So she Hell, would, yeah. she was like doing some dark web shit back in the day, back in the early two thousands. She would have fat cartons shipped to the house, and uh, it was to avoid tax. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, that was going on in New York too. Like just when I first went there at 16 to visit my dad, he was like, oh, you can like go to certain shops and they'll sell you singles and shit. Well, no, even oh. just packs that aren't like, they don't have the label on them for tax. So they're like $5 cheaper. Oh, it, in a sense, it's like straight up like a, like a drug ring, but it's a tobacco. So they're ring. still butt looking, but, but legging, but Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's sick. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny because for a while they were getting so good at it that they were like printing stickers and like, or they were able to put stickers or stamps on these like cartons that looked like so legit. Uh, like even like the people that were like supposed to be cracking down on it, like couldn't even tell. It was pretty yeah. dope. So they had it's to like, figure it it's out. It's like fake presses. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. They're fucking printing blue Teslas, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or Ryan's fake fax card. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, that's a good, that point. A good point. Shout out, shout out. Shout out somebody for that. <laughs> you should yeah. probably uh, clarify that that's a joke. Yeah, that is a I joke. I think you could get in federal. I got I got vaxxed fucking three times, dude. No, I don't okay. think you can. I, got, I don't think you can get in trouble anymore. Those vaccine cards were a joke. They came out for a period of time. They were used by some places, and now we all forget. I don't yeah, think most people even still, require vaccines. Like I've, I got um, asked for somewhere recently. Did yeah, you? I was gonna say Within I went last, like maybe like, two weeks. Uh, I was going to say, like, two months yeah. ago, I, I ha- it happened to me. But that's, like, the first time it's ever happened to me since, like, the beginning of all that. Yeah. So, anyway. I forget where I was at. Well, because we've had them for a little over a year now, right? I mean, two years almost, yeah. Yeah, I've had... Uh, the first vaccine I got was in May of 20... 21. Last year. Yeah, so, yeah, a little over a year. Year and a half, I guess. Maybe a little less than that. Year and four months. You're going to have to start I don't know. carrying around your tobacco vaccine cord. <laughs> dude, I can't wait to get that. That's, That's going to be, be so, so cool. sick, dude. <laughs> I can't wait to just get crispered. Yeah. What? Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck yeah. a vaccine, dude. I'm getting crispered. What the fuck is that? Raven's going to grow limbs. Yeah. CRISPR is alter- uh, uh, it's altering your DNA. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Are you going to yeah. be like that sheep that they cloned? Sure. Yeah. He could be whatever you want him to be. Dope. Let's Ooh. just say I'm going to alter my DNA for a half inch, you know? <laughs> Only a half? Sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> I'm <dude>. not greedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take what I can get. <laughs> or he's just trying to make a statement here. He's like, uh, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need it, but it'd be nice, it. you know? Yeah. I mean, who, who, who wouldn't want an extra half an inch, you know? You know? That's what I, I I'm was fine, just thinking I'm fine about. It, but, I was just know? thinking about, like, a, a, a genie, a very specific genie comes up to you. He's like, I can only grant one wish. I will take away inches of your height and add it. Would, how many inches would you take off your height to add to your penis? <sighs> I'm good. I'll, 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 I'll just leave it. I'll leave where I'm at, dude. I'm fine with an inch. I don't know. I don't feel like, I don't think that would change much. Uh, you, already get, you already get flack for being short on Tinder and stuff. Yeah, but then I could just start posting <laughs> pictures of my fucking dog. <laughs> Mike, yo, just Mike and like, yeah. She's I work like, oh, I'm not into dudes dude. who are 4'11". You're like, but check this out. <laughs> <laughs> 
yo, come get this fucking, come get this dog from McDonald's, dude. Oh, instead of putting your height as a part of your bio, you just... <laughs> yo, just, just put six so, foot and then underneath it, fucking just put seven inches. <laughs> six foot seven inches. And then she meets you, she's like, you're not six foot seven inches. You're like, no, I'm six foot and I got seven inches. <laughs> you want to show you the other seven? Oh, All right. Uh, anyway, let's <laughs> reel it back. So back to back to music. <laughs> so, um, so I work uh at a scoring stage. Uh, so back in the day, like musicians would like smoke cigarettes like while they're fucking playing because you could just do that. And so they would oftentimes like carve out these little notches in the music stands <laughs> to where they could put their cigarettes on between like takes and just let it just continue to burn. And so they would be fucking, you know, playing whatever, playing their violin and whatever instrument they're playing. And then fucking pick up after their take, pick up and you know, start smoking their cigarette again. And those fucking music stands are still there that we still use them every day. Whoa, and that's they're still, awesome. and those notches are still in the fucking... Were they hand carved or did you just buy... Uh... No, they're like, they're like carved by the musicians. They would just fucking cut into them a little bit just so they could put their cigarettes in them. It was so it wasn't sweet. something you just bought like that? No, no. Those are, those are freaking they're organic, just dude. Gran- <laughs> granny box in the stew yeah pretty much yeah and even uh my coworker was like yeah i was at like the tail end of that when he started and uh it was like when people were like where they outlawed it where you can't smoke inside anymore but uh people would like apparently like bass players and shit this one bass player would like stand by the fucking door and like fucking smoke it like and just blow it out the door and shit because he was like not letting go <laughs> he was like fine wow. i'll fucking not smoke inside jesus <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, shout out those guys. Also, it fucking all studios at one point, there were ashtrays in literally every studio because people would just come in and fucking smoke cigarettes, like, constantly. That was just, like, the vibe. Oh, yeah. And just I mean, box it, in the studio with fucking cigarettes. When I, uh, you know, I bought the Apollo interface. Shout out uh, Universal Audio. Shout positive out UA. Sh- positive shout uh, out. Positive shout out. Yeah, there's, like, a little card with, like, the founder of, of Universal Audio. I forgot his name, but he's, like, t- smoking a cigarette, like, the picture of him. And, yeah, I mean, just, like, if you just look at, like, the fucking, uh, like, recordings of the Beatles fucking, like, recording their albums and shit at Abbey Road. Uh, yeah, they're smoking cigarettes the whole time, you know, drinking yeah. scotch. Like, and that's just, like, kind of the sound of that fucking era you know cigarettes and cocaine cigarettes yeah, and not sure. even cocaine at that point dude the, that was in like the 60s and the 70s dude so that was before cocaine was even super popular oh, yeah. man yeah so i don't did travis did you watch the uh the get back documentary uh with the beatles and of the of the beatles? yeah yeah i mean i, I watched parts of it oh uh, dude I, I yeah that like, whole yeah. entire documentary they're just chain smoking cigarettes the whole yeah time, dude it's so funny even like john lennon is known to like Fucking have smoked cigarettes until like the day he died, uh, which obviously was not by choice. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you were saying like that's like the the sound of like music back then. It for sure is because uh, like fucking shout out Judy Garland uh, when she was singing uh, somewhere over the rainbow for the, the Wizard of Oz. That was actually the first thing ever recorded at the Sony scoring stage. And that's, like, what made them, like, figure out that that studio was, like, a really good-sounding studio. Like, they, like, Damn. didn't have any more, like, film or, like, other, like, places to record. So they were like, oh, like, let's just do it here. 
So they did it, and they were like, holy shit, this place sounds dope, and literally hasn't changed since, like, at all. Like, And that was in, like, 1920-something. Like, and uh, so pretty dope. And so there's a, there's a recording of her. My coworker uh, showed it to me at one point of her singing somewhere over the rainbow and then, like, coughing at one point. <laughs> and it's like, oh, dude, she just smoked so many cigarettes, which come to find out. Uh, the movie producers for that, or like whoever was in charge, were making her smoke eighty cigarettes a day to keep her appetite down, like to suppress her appetite, so she would like, Holy like shit. have like a good figure or whatever for the film. And I was like, that's fucking Ew. insane, dude. They used to do that with amphetamines too for a lot of the Disney kids and like, um, yeah, just like a lot of people. Wow, in, in that world, you know, keep them. That's keep wild. Them keep them scary industry out there, folks. Oh, yeah, yeah totally, yeah. Don't don't smoke eighty cigarettes a day to fucking be in shape, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so go do, uh, go do yeah. some cardio. <laughs> exactly. So some of the other people I want to mention just real quick, other musicians that you know we were talking about studios and the sound of people, you know, <laughs> that era of smoking cigarettes. Fucking Frank Sinatra, dude, just constantly smoking cigarettes. Uh, you can hear in his voice a lot of the crooners and stuff, and like a lot of the old jazz stuff. Uh, it was like the sound of like cigarette smoke like in people's lungs. Just like, uh, I you know this- how bad this time period would have sucked for a non-smoker. Oh, it would have fucking sucked ass, dude. Well, in the because something we didn't talk about is the actual risk of secondhand smoke uh, being greater. To, uh, for a ca- uh, it's a greater cancer causer secondhand than it is firsthand. Yeah, what? exactly. So the, just getting cancer from just fucking playing a trombone and just not smoking cigarettes all day. In one specific study, they did a study of um, uh, spouses, of uh, spouses that had one smoker, one non-smoker. And it was a greater chance for the non-smoker to get cancer 20% more for men, 30% more for women. Damn. It's a really interesting study. Very interesting. I wonder why that is. Yeah, I don't know. And then they also did tests on animals and stuff, proving that secondhand smoke is more, uh, has more of a capability of giving you cancer. Hell yeah. That was the dogs. <laughs> okay. That's how my grandma died. But, okay. Because she worked in uh, diners where didn't they smoked. Her, uh, two different her? grandmas. Um oh. My one grandma, like, never smoked and always worked in diners where it was just granny boxed the entire time. True. And uh, that's what she died from is secondhand smoke. Mm, Well, because if you think about it, like, when you smoke a cigarette, especially if you go outside, like, it's diffusing into the air and you're not really inhaling that. Mm -hmm. You just inhaled the hit that you took. Whereas... I think it's if you walk into a smoking room, right? I think it's partially (laughs) that and partially... In my weird fucked up uh, view of how the body works, I think if you are doing ingesting something intentionally on your own, your body is going to deal with it in a better way than a bystander who did not intend to inhale that substance. That's kind of what I was yeah. thinking too. But at the same time, when it comes to like carcinogens and these the things that are within it, I think that it probably does. It comes down to more so the amount. Because think about it: if you sit there and puff a cigarette around somebody you're not inhaling the smoke that's coming off the cigarette constantly the the entirety of the smoke right yeah. like you're you're taking small puffs out of the whole thing whereas right. the person that's sitting next to you is inhaling consistent smoke yeah true you know true. what i mean 
Yeah, that was that whole thing with uh, cigarettes containing around like 15 milligrams of uh, nicotine, but you're only actually getting around two milligrams for a whole cigarette if you're ingesting it. So the person next to you sitting there getting the fucking whole cigarette. Yeah, and then it lingers. Like if you're inside, it's just, it's hanging out. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's my assumption. It's that it's just like there's more, the concentration of those compounds is probably so, so much more. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look more into the research, but it is interesting. Yeah, very interesting, dude. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> just want to mention a couple more people. Uh, this is my personal favorite. Uh, oh, real quick before I mention this guy. Uh, what I was going to say about that jazz, those jazz singers and shit. I knew this girl uh, one time I met at a studio session where she was like, yeah, I've been smoking. It was for a, it was for a jazz uh, sounding thing that they were doing for some TV show. And uh, she sounding? was like, yeah. Sound what they were sounding, yeah. Sounding cool, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't know. You know was, do you know what sounding is? No idea. What, what do you sounding mean? is when you put a metal rod inside your urethra and you <laughs> hit, <laughs> hit it with something and it so, vibrates. <laughs> Look up sounding videos <laughs> after the podcast. <laughs> All right, bet definitely, yeah. definitely will do. Uh, anyway, but they were so jazz. It was, for, it was for some jazz. <laughs> It's, <laughs> that's jazz, baby. It's about the times you don't hit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's about the space between the notes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so this girl was just like, she's like, yeah, I've been smoking cigarettes like all morning just to get my voice like in the right, like, in the right, like, texture, like, you know, of, like just graininess and shit. And I was like, dope. <laughs> that's dedication. That, yeah, that's pretty legit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Honestly, I love the sound of a raspy ass like smoker voice yeah in, shout in, out a, in music specifically. shout out well okay well then shout out frank zappa <laughs> no frank zappa sucks negative shout out frank Dude, zappa no 100 po- positive shout music. out i'm gonna all right raven's microphone's muted right now <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. That's, see that's what happens when you move to la you don't get the power actually you edit these so you do exactly that. which is why raven's microphone is muted and you you didn't hear any of that. <laughs> no, shout out Frank Zappa, dude. Every picture of Frank Zappa in the studio is him just with a cigarette, just fucking constantly smoking cigarettes and making dope music. And Raven said he likes the sound of people singing with a raspy cigarette voice, but he doesn't like Frank Zappa, which means he is a poser. I'm Raven's talking about like the lead singer from like Leftover Crack, who sounds like <laughs> he is a pile of leftover crack from how much cigarette smoke he's inhaled. Hell yeah. What about Aretha Franklin, dude? She's fucking chain-smoked for days. Yeah. Or Janice, uh, right? Janice always had a really cool voice. Yeah. And then Jerry Garcia, Pigpen, they oh, both for smoked sure. cigarettes a bunch. Jerry uh, doesn't really have, like, a raspy voice. What? No. But yeah, he but did smoke like... cigarettes a lot, so... Uh, I just figured I'd threw that in there, because... Gotta talk about the Grateful Dead all the time. Uh, there's even... Actually, I don't... This is something that just actually came out, like, yesterday... I saw this uh, film or this like video of this dude who built the a rem- like a complete exact like remodel of a remake replica? of a replica. Thank you of uh, Jerry Garcia's guitar from 1972, and uh, which had like fucking dents and shit in it, and like ashes and stuff like on the neck of the body from like cigarettes and stuff. And uh, he completely ma- like made an exact replica of it, and they're fucking selling for twenty grand a piece. Wow. Jesus. So if you're looking for that, 
Go check check out Fender. I'm just waiting to hear from you tomorrow and be like, yeah, dude, I just took out a fat loan. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, it's not a bad idea, dude. (laughs) I hadn't thought about it, but now I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Shit's an investment right there. Down payment on a house or some fucking shitty guitar? (laughs) Nah, dude, it's the best guitar ever, dude. I'd I'd fucking die with that guitar, man. (laughs) Do you know how much the actual guitar is worth? Is it still alive? Yeah, no. So yeah, this dude uh, who's actually funny enough is uh, friends with my coworker who built the guitar. Uh, he took it apart and just had to like measure out every single little speck. Oh, of he the, took of a, the, a part of, of, the, of the yeah the original. Whoa! Uh, and because uh, this dude's like a master guitar builder at Fender, and hmm. uh, fuck, it's Austin. Austin something. I don't remember his last name, but yeah, dude's dope. Uh, so he just completely took apart the original and like just measured everything, looked at every single little part, spec'd it all out and then just rebuilt and did fucking remade the entire guitar. I don't know. Go watch the video, dude. It's like a seven minute long video on YouTube. It's pretty dope. It's really informative. Yeah. But do you know like how much that actual guitar is worth? He said something like, I don't know. It's probably worth it. Like half a million, maybe more. Yeah. I don't know. It's worth a lot, though. I mean, it's fucking Jerry Garcia's guitar from, like, the most iconic period of the Grateful Dead. Wow. So, anyway, shout out Pigpen, also, <laughs> from Grateful Dead. Smoking cigarettes, Keith Richards, Jimi Hendrix, Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash, David Bowie, pretty much everybody in the music industry smoked cigarettes. So, fucking, that's all I got to say. Yeah. Oh, that that's it? That's it. Dang. Yeah, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of things. Yeah, we'll go into further in future episodes. Maybe we'll do another thing about tobacco and we'll talk more about some of the things I just briefly skipped over. I mean, there's so much fucking things to talk about when it comes to culture of tobacco, nicotine. Oh, we didn't really talk about vaping, but honestly, honestly, dude, fuck vaping, dude. And I hate anyone who vapes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, my old coworker used to call the bathroom at work the vape stage because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they didn't want us vaping. Yeah, so. um, I've been a degenerate with vapes before. Vaping on the plane, <laughs> vaping, <laughs> vaping in uh, plane. bars, and yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it, dude. I I vapes on a plane. I use THC uh, vapes, and I use those in grocery stores and fucking Target, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Walmart, uh, <laughs> wherever, wherever I'm shopping, dude. <laughs> you would IKEA. be <laughs> chilling in IKEA on a fucking fancy bed, dude, just getting stoned. So I think we should talk about some harm reduction things. Uh, it's really important. Uh, so one super important thing to know is that tobacco products are insanely addictive, and if you have not tried them, there's really no point to try them. I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast has tried nicotine in one way or another, but. It's never a good time to start, and it's a hard habit to quit. Another thing is no smoking or taking uh, tobacco products while you're pregnant. It can and will cause birth defects, so that is a huge one. Uh, Do you guys have any? I mean, dosage is a big thing because you can definitely overdose on tobacco or nicotine pretty fucking easily. What is uh, the people used to do back in Bend? uh, Moles or whatever? Or mulches or or whatever? Oh, Oh, God. Yo, I forgot to mention Mooks and uh, yeah, mulches. Yo, shout out Spliffs, dude. Yeah, so for the (laughs) positive shout out. 
for the people listening, that's uh, when you take a bong rip, but it's like mostly tobacco and just like Some a people little bit of weed on top. Yeah, I know. Just, yeah. yeah. So okay. when it, it's a, I think a, a moke is when it's, or a mook, whatever you want to pronounce it, is uh, when it's just tobacco and it's usually out of a bong. And, and a mulch also, is when it's both. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I've also heard people call them chops. Like down here, a lot of people call them chops. Oh yeah, I've uh, heard that. Where it's a, uh, it's tobacco, it's uh, a bowl of weed with tobacco on top, which you smoke out of a bong and you get high. I do. I was super into that for and a while. And you're supposed you to snap them, right? You're supposed yeah. to do it all in one hit, yep, and then, yep. yeah, and then you just load little snappers. I've heard of people having like mini seizures off that. Oh, I yeah. can imagine. Yeah, and the like first blacking time out and hitting the floor. The first time I, I did one, I was lucky I was laying on my bed and like was able <laughs> to like have someone grab the bong and like laid back and just like blacked out for like twenty seconds. Yeah, that can fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, do not yeah. do not recommend it. You know, plus that's like super addictive in and of itself. Oh, I mean, like, for sure. And that was that happened right before uh so we didn't really talk about like the legality of like the age of like what like age you can buy cigarettes now uh because for a while when i was living when i first moved here to la uh you only had to be 18 to buy cigarettes but then when i was like i think i was like three or four months away from being 21 they passed the law to uh make it 21 uh to buy cigarettes and i was already addicted to fucking chops all the time and I was so I went and bought like as many cigarettes as I could afford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that to happened, last me uh, three more months. <laughs> my girlfriend's brother was uh, in in Oregon when they changed it from eighteen to twenty one. I think he was like nineteen and fully addicted to cigarettes. Damn, so he dude. was. And I, there was no grandfather system, so he was no, yeah, yeah, it, it, which is fucking gnarly. I mean, like, what if that was like something that like people could die from? Like, what if they did that with, uh, but you it's know, not, so. barbiturates, dude? They wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what if they would, though? <laughs> I guess they'll cross that road if it happens. True, true, true. Yeah. Uh, so, so, anyways, uh, shout out Spliffs. Uh, Spliffs are joints mixed with uh, weed and tobacco. So, shout out Spliffs. Pretty Yeah. Dope. Neutral shout out. I don't know. No, nah, positive yeah, shout out, dude. Fuck Travis. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or, or uh, when I used to smoke weed, I I really liked blunts. So, like, yeah. just the little amount of nicotine from the blunt wrap is just, like, perfect. There is something yeah, about, like, the tobacco and the weed mixture that, like, almost, I, f- I feel like makes the weed, like... It's it just, calming. It's yeah, it's calming. like, it, it, it seems to, like, make it a little less spacey. Yeah. Maybe a little bit, you know, you get a little less, like, stoned, you know, like, and you're a little bit more, you know, in the moment high. I for, don't know. Right. For me, yeah, I mean, was... it probably... Go ahead. I was just saying, it's probably due to the fact that it has all the, like, the way that it, it can actually kind of increase your attention, yeah. keep you grounded, make you feel a little more aware or awake in the moment. I mean, nicotine improves short-term memory, cannabis... Does not <laughs> right, so yeah. it's like yeah. kind of cancels some shit out right there. It's almost like it's not getting you as stoned as it would, like just weed would on its own. Uh, for me, uh, weed has always given me like severe anxiety. So when I smoke a blunt, I wouldn't get the anxiety, mm. like mm. because um, nicotine is used as an anti-anxiolytic or whatever for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that makes but, sense. Anxiolytic. So yeah, positive shout out, Spliss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate I've, that. <laughs> I, I've, I've been converted. <laughs> Trav, is there anything you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, probably don't smoke cigarettes if you haven't. <laughs> and uh, 
If you're going to use tobacco, just know what you're getting into. It's that wacky tobacco, baby. Yeah. Use it as an enema. Um, <laughs> I will yeah. say one harm reduction thing when it comes to vapes. Be very careful not to buy bootleg vapes. I know it happened a lot in New York, and that was a lot of the popcorn lung and things like that was from bootlegs and a lot of the heavy metals that uh, were being reported were due to bootlegs. What what? So what are some vapes that won't give you popcorn lung? Apparently, I mean, I mean we're no fucking. Uh, Micah might know a little bit about that. I mean, I don't know. Oh, I thought maybe you'd know because of your uh, the PhD at your work, kind of. Well. You have a PhD? No, 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 no. no. The, the one I was like, he, what? The That'd PhD that he works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the PhD that he works for. Uh, what are you doing out here? <laughs> uh, did didn't she do her PhD on vapes? Uh, yeah. Um, shouts out Dr. Shauna Vricky or Vricky. I'm not sure how to pronounce uh, her last name, but she did some of the uh, very interesting vape studies over at Portland State University. In the chemistry department, um, I think looking at the formaldehyde that is uh, formed when propylene glycol, one of the solvents, um, you know, that they use as a juice um, that aerosolizes, uh, when it's heated to a certain temperature, it can produce formaldehyde. So there was fear that vapes were, you know, essentially much more dangerous than tobacco due to that. Um However, the vitamin E oil thing is a big one. Um, that was when people were trying to use vitamin E oil to not use propylene glycol, I'm pretty sure, or they even just added it to propylene glycol. Because essentially, it's it's a very similar um, consistency and it can aerosolize as well. Um, that, like vitamin E is considered like straight up like a, a toxin to be in, inhaling. Like, it's super, super dangerous. Much more dangerous than, um, I think, some of the carcinogens found within tobacco. Um, However, you can't really know. Like, there's no ingredients listed on a portable or a a disposable vape that you buy at the store. I think the best way to know is, like, if you have friends that use a certain product, like Flume or Elf Bar or Puff Bar or whatever the fuck it is, and you've, you know, no, nothing bad has happened with that company, then you, essentially you could probably feel a little bit safer about buying one. I mean, because I've bought those. I've bought those a lot, like on and off. And I've never once been worried about getting some scary thing in my system. And that's partially due to, we would know pretty fast due to the fact that most people, like very, like, there's a large portion of the people in our age range that are using those vapes constantly. Yeah. So I feel like we would know immediately when someone has hit the wrong, like uh, a bad one. And then that company would get sued and they'd go away and you'd never have it again. Well, I think the issue with those companies is they're non-FDA approved and they're not even supposed to be like distributing anything. Yeah. So. Well, essentially, I mean, that's the thing, right? I thought flavored vapes got banned. Yeah, yeah. I sort of but did. yet they're just around. <laughs> yeah, there was a huge Jewel lawsuit. Jewel did. Mango so, like, Jewel. Jewel is now not allowed to have cucumber or Jewel, right? It's only mint or tobacco flavor. And that made it to where a ton of people stopped using Juul. Because they found out that they were marketing to children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we probably should have mentioned that earlier in the culture thing of uh There's a lot to vaping. talk about. <laughs> I know. Yeah. There's so much to talk about, dude. Just just the vaping and like 
how it is. I mean, yeah, they are kind of marketing to children. Like a lot of like, dude, when I was in high school, I was like, yo, vaping sounds dope because I can just <laughs> fucking make smoke tricks and like, you know, fucking inhale shit that tastes like candy. Like that sounds tight, dude. Well, and do it wherever, whenever. Like, yeah, the people not that have I've to worry known, about it, yeah. even myself included, like people that have used vapes consistently, like end up doing it around family members or around people that you wouldn't typically do it or settings that you wouldn't typically do it. Like, you're just you're just constantly doing it, right? Yeah. Yeah, like in people's houses, like it's super taboo to just smoke a cigarette or smoke a pipe in someone's house. Yeah. It, it, no one's going to bat an eye if they see you hitting a vape in their house. Yeah. I'll no. rip a vape in front of my parents. No shit. No problem, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. strange. Well, there is still a ton on the table to talk about when it comes to tobacco. So it'll, or it, it, nicotine and tobacco products in general. So obviously it's going to be a topic we're going to continue to discuss in the future as this podcast goes along. And, um, but that is it for today. And I just want to say, Travis, you want to shout out your music? Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, Soul Disciple. Um, yeah, I got a bunch of new music coming out. On but Spotify, I just, it's very good. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. And You're uh, uh, playing a show coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah, we got the uh, Ohm on the Range Festival happening two hours east of Portland. Um, definitely check that out. It's going to be the crazy. Uh, the dates are September 9th through 11th. Got some insane headliners such as Super Task and uh, others. So, Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Thanks for having me, everybody. Yeah, yeah dude. So Thanks for hanging, dope, man. Us, this was man. dope. This was dope. Yeah, come watch Travis perform at the festival. Uh, hopefully, Micah and I will be there, too. Hakeem and I. He will probably be I will Hakeem. definitely be there. I will be driving artists from the airport to the event. Heck yeah. Oh, hell yeah, yes. dude. With the noise. Yeah. Yeah, so I wish I could come. That would be sick. I have to work. But fucking go see Travis. He's dope. He's a super dope artist. Yeah, and uh, stay to the end of the episode. We'll play one of your songs leading out. You cool with that? Yeah, that's cool. cool. Okay. Flip. All right. Yeah. What song do you want? Now. Hakeem, the okay. science guy. Yeah, stay, oh, sorry, stay, what, what song? stay to the end of the podcast. Now. And we, uh, yeah. we're going to play his song now uh, to lead it out. But for us, if you want to follow us on Patreon, we have a ton of huge stuff coming to there. It's only $3 a month. It helps us out a ton. And uh, you can find that at Patreon.com forward slash D-O-O-C or uh, just drinking out of cups. Look it up on Patreon. You can find us there. So that would help us out a ton. And follow the Instagram, drinking out of cups underscore podcast. And you will see clips from episodes. And updates and cool stuff I'm doing around Portland. Yep. True. True. And follow us on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. I don't don't really Please do it. Just please follow us already. Yeah. We need some love. Yeah, Just kidding. Give us some love. All right. All right. Now bye. listen to the school song. Goodbye. Peace. Babe. It's easy to forget that it's always now. If you knew that, have that as a live realization that it's now. Yeah, it's all we ever had. Now I'm calling in my bag from the top of a mountain. Uh. Part of my French, but the ass of my goddess and the goddess so astounding. Wow. 
Been falling in the lab like an alchemist Yeah, go from lab, my amalgamist And my soul can't rest when I don't even care what the outcome is, yo Find a palace in the grime Balance in my mind, got a thirst to quench And I yearn to sip from the chalice of life In time, it reverse to death, but yo, yo, yo I know the island pack, whoever hear the rhymes And with a sphere, I press the line Past the point, you purge, eject Whatever curse disturbed your perfect peace of mind Like that Now like let that. me know, let me know what you gotta Give it up cause the minimum ain't enough to get on through, yeah Gotta give it all if you want that new deal Straight from love, living off your true will I just wanna be here, but fear don't express it. Tears don't depress, I'm 25, it's time I get in the gear Depress the clutch and shift my mind into my win If I win or loss, it's all good Cause wisdom's all there is in the end The end just begins again, you can't define the limits Even the sky is empty, uh. let it all go Give it all up like it's an antidote Heal the world And tell your story like an anecdote It's 2.22 on a rainy day I look outside and I see prosperity on the way A little sunshine goes a long way in the northwest For sure, yes My peace is in the forest uh, Please express where yours is, let me know Now let me know, let me know what you gotta lose Give it up cause the minimum ain't enough to get on through Yeah, Gotta give it all if you want that new deal Straight from love, living off your true will and if you could remember that not as a memory, you would be in alignment with whatever happens. So the ultimate spiritual practice is to remember that it's now and only ever now.